Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On July 30th, 2022, at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas, the rematch between Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena will take place, and not one of us is going to fucking be there. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the UFC 277 official morning combat pregame preview. That's Brian Campbell, Chuck Mendenhall, the man in the hat, and I'm Luke Thomas. Gentlemen! I'll tell you one thing. This card may not be stacked for a pay-per-view and may not entertain you, this preview show will. <laughs> Why don't we tell like everyone what you're drinking? Because it looks like it's got a lot. They of... won't tell me what it is, okay? But I told them I wanted something very manly to echo the theme of the show, which is we don't pull no punches in these parts. We give it to you the real. We give it to you the raw. We give you real talk. Beet juice. That's what it is. Like men do. That's four loco. This is basically Four loco. You're drinking Four loco. It's basically Mangria. Thank you, Adam Carolla. It's something weird <laughs> like that. Yeah. But is that you know what, what he calls it? Mangria? Yeah, but I think I could pull it off, though, just the same. Right? What do you got there, Chuck? This is an IPA, your favorite. I don't know which kind of IPA, but it is. You don't IPA. even know what kind of IPA no. you're drinking? They had two, two cans. Like, They're they all two so cans. Good, I don't give a fuck. They had which two one cans, and I, I kind of combined them into this. So it's Well, hybrid. I'm having water because we all know what happens when I have a few skinny moles. Yeah. You turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Guy can't handle his liquor. Uh, oh, you know what it is? It's sparkling water. Sparkling I didn't even water. pay attention. Yeah. I just grabbed this one out of the fucking... Well, you're sh- <laughs> it's great. It's apropos because you're sitting on the stain. Can the can the camera pan to the yeah. floor? No. And it's not mine. BC fucking so, did this. Our great rig team here who, who look, assembled look, this. Look at Johnny look on the spot the with the camera. He yeah. just yeah. a muscle yeah. over there, by the this way. This is true da- tailgating here, fellas. Shout out I mean. to Drew, the new camera guy, zooming in. So this couch is unstable. I sat here. The drink went flying. So, Luke, you got to sleep in the stain. But I think it'll improve our content overall. Oh, God, dude. Do you like sparkling water? Yes. Occasionally. Makes what you is feel occasional? It's makes like you feel European. Vasa mit Gas, which is how they say it in German. I no. fucking hate it. I fucking <laughs> hate it. I, I like flat water. I don't understand what the point, point is of sparkling water, but just so you belch a little more. That's, yeah, I don't yeah. quite get I don't quite get the, Chuck, the joy. You, you notice that no other platform gives you an MMA pay-per-view preview as real as we do with this show. This I'm so glad to have you. Voice. <laughs> I think it's great. You know what I mean? I can come in here. You guys cuss. You yeah. spill, you spit, you know, belch. If Luke was drinking, he would, he would hug you from behind. And, yeah, yeah. All of it, man. Yeah, uh, perfect. Chuck, I did see you in Vegas. We did see you. Briefly. Yeah. Before I had my little. No, I was there with you for an hour. You just think it was. Like, you were there an no, hour? No, I'm kidding. I, actually, I was probably there an hour. You don't you remember? Mean, you mean in the building. I was in the building. Yeah. I was among remember your we were trying to get them off fans. to get the next segment. You're like, no, they could stay. Everybody. Rah, yeah, right rah. when I picked up the mic, you guys brought out the wheel, so it was kind of uh, Awkward. bad timing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, there'll be no wheel today. Yes, all right. Cool. So don't worry about I that. Do, I, I like the wheel. 
Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this. So this is a rare UFC two times in a month. They're going to have a pay-per-view. Now, the one we had on 276, obviously some of the fights worked out, some of them didn't, but it was a big, grand occasion. This one, Chuck, it's got a great main event, but the overall card, not that strong. Fair to say? I think that's fair to say. I mean, there are a couple of bang-for-your-buck fights on there. Anthony Smith, obviously, like kicking yep, off we'll the card. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of good fights on it, but overall, you're right. I mean, I think that the, the central focus is going to be on the main and the co-main but primarily the main event for this. How big is this main event, BC? What do you think? I think it is pretty big. I think it's bigger in terms of stakes, meaning, storyline, than necessarily the attention it'll get. Now, to UFC's credit, they did put Pena and Nunes as coaches in The Ultimate Fighter. I haven't been watching. Luke and I typically <laughs> don't watch that unless Kimbo or some female yeah. strawweights are involved. It's been a while or, since Kimbo was on there. Or, yeah. you know, Rampage is tearing down doors. Admit, I would rather get eaten by a pack of wild dogs <laughs> than watch five seconds of but The Ultimate Fighter. the main event is great and obviously probably take up the majority of the show. And although the co-main event has an interim title and we can argue whether that's necessary and it's going to be a great fight regardless, it doesn't have the sex factor and it is missing a third sort of entity on the main card where you're like appointment viewing, right? And it's, look, we just had a giant card in Long Island, an ABC show, which had some quasi pay-per-view feels to some of the matchmaking. Maybe they robbed from Peter didn't reach back around to Paul. <laughs> then the Nelk boys got a loaded bag. And then here we are. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? What? What did you? He's right. He's right. What you said? You know, you got to keep up with me. I'm, you know, things, things move fast. You know what I'm saying? Or just bizarrely. <laughs> what I will say is this: I feel like Chuck. Tim, if you agree, I feel like the UFC. This is a great example of them turning lemons into lemonade. So let me tell you what I mean. Okay. By this. They had a situation where Juliana Pena fights Amanda Nunes. For the most part, it was a shock to just about everybody. Mm -hmm. She wins. Juliana Pena becomes the new champion. And it sets off in motion that they were able to fill an Ultimate Fighter series as they became both coaches. Now they have another pay-per-view they can put behind it. I will say Amanda's in a fair amount of media. Juliana Pena has done every media yeah. yes. she's been invited to. Listen, obviously the UFC kind of, you know, whenever it's in boxing where it's a Golden Boy fighter versus a, you name it, a PBC fighter such as that happens, then there's a big contest between the promoters to see who gets the sure. upper hand. The UFC has everyone here. But nevertheless... Yeah. If you were going to script Amanda Nunez's defeat, you may not have scripted it the way that it happened, but the after effect, yes. they've gotten a ton of mileage from it. Huh? I agree 100%. I mean, Amanda Nunez had won 12 in a row. You know what I mean? Like, and she's a two-division champion. I, think you, I, was, I went back and watched that fight recently, the first fight, and the way it kind of goes down, there's an expectancy to the commentary where they're basically like waiting for Amanda Nunez to just finish it. And the first round goes her way. You get that second round where it's just shocking, the turn of events. And they're, the way that they're reacting to it in real time, like, it's just, it changed Slow everything. Slow explosion. You're yes. just it's watching the, it's, it's, And I mean, all the, those, those types of events, when you really expect somebody to walk through the other, yeah. and it doesn't happen that way, it always just lends itself to something big if they're, when they redo it. So I do think that you're right, though, because the tough franchise, I do not watch that either. I probably have not watched since Kimbo Slice. You were able to kind of plug them in. I don't think anybody really minded that because in some ways you're like, Juliana Pena hasn't been around the game as much. You know, she became a mom. She was gone for two years. She came back. She's had a few fights. They have a dynamic now. They can bounce off of Amanda Nunes. Um, I just, I thought that the whole, this this has worked out very well. It has. And I think that, you know, the, 
there's big time doubt in this one. This, oh, yeah. this is one of those ones you're like, dude, I don't even know at this point who wins this fight. I, Going into the other one, I thought she was a live dog, but I certainly thought Amanda Nunes would win. It's now you have a psychological fact. The first fight, I've never been more confident to say why somebody's going to win. And obviously, Juliana, and I want to get into it about the whys and how she flipped the script in ways we never imagined. And now in the rematch, I have no freaking idea. Yeah. It's either going to go one, you know, it has potential to go one side for both if some scenarios play together. The middle ground is probably a great fight where somebody comes out on top. But I've got a series of hard questions since that's what we do mm. in this show. Ask uncomfortable questions. Give, you know, real in-depth manly Definitely. answers here. Chuck, first and foremost, is that the greatest upset and biggest upset Ooh. in MMA history of the first fight? Does it top Rousey Holm, Sarah GSP? Won? Man. It doesn't uh, top the magnitude. That, I was going to say, the first, certainly not the magnitude. Now, if you're really thinking of it in terms of, was, were you more shocked when you really think about you know, the actual competition. I still think that the home one, I don't know, maybe I bought into the route. I'm just being honest. I know a lot of people in retrospect went back and they're like, oh, yeah, I knew, I knew that Holly Holm was a live well, dog. That's the difference. You know? the di and let me cut you off to say this. The difference yeah. is the Rousey home. you're going, okay, there were things that we didn't know then that right. we maybe should have known. Now we can do the math. Yes. With this fight, I'm still like, the math doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And the first round, like, how do you want to look at this, <laughs> that first fight? The first round was all Amanda Nunes. Then all of a sudden she starts eating a jab and it's like her, she's, her whole tank siphoned. And then all of a sudden, she's just getting beat. It was very, very weird fight. You don't see fights like yes. that. It was almost existential watching Amanda Nunes realize suddenly that she's exhausted and she's in trouble. That was the weirdest thing. So in that respect, I think it was shocking. I don't know if I'd put it above the home I, one I because like, the home one, I felt like everybody around the world was like, what the hell yeah, did we just watch? Yeah. I feel like it should be. Maybe it doesn't have the magnitude factor, but I feel like it should be the greatest upset of all time because Amanda was the damn goal. I, I, 12 I fight agree, winning streak dominating everybody, had beaten everybody, and because and Juliana easy. hadn't shown even a, a hint of that, that submission which she had before that over um, Sarah McMahon. Yeah. It didn't. It wasn't right home stuff about. I mean, it was just sort of like she was somebody who we knew right. had talent, had talent, was lingering through injuries and an opportunity, and give her credit when she when the, when the moment happened, she was greater. She was as great yeah. as she needed to be. That was the spirit, the testament of her human will that won that fight. But at the same time, and by the way, she's also stepped into the yeah. champion role and just acted oh my God. the part. They roll her out at every paper. She's, she's a media everywhere. superstar. But back to the fight, Luke. In the second of these hard questions, I'm dialing up here. It was so improbable that I think you do have to look back and say, and I want to ask you, did Amanda Nunez lose that fight or did Juliana Pena win it? Well, the How second, big was the, the implosion? second fight is going to tell us that, I feel like. This is the one that's going to tell us because the narrative from Amanda Nunez, from what I can tell, mm -hmm. has been she left ATT. She right. has her own gym. She's living in her own gym. Yeah, you know, I've this seen whole that. like recommitment, refocus, let me – take away the things that are inessential and then refocus on the ones that are, you would think, okay, well, if that's in play and she won the first round in that way that she yeah. did, and you're right, the win over Sarah McMahon, if you look at Peña's record, it's two finishes from the back, back to back like that, right? So the point I'm trying to make here is if Amanda Nunes, if the issue really was that she didn't take her very seriously, that this was somewhat fluky, you would imagine with all those changes, that should be ironed out by the second fight. The problem could also be, though, that Amanda, that fire that she has potentially, potentially lost, cannot be reclaimed. Right. What, that because she beat that happens a lot. That is happens that, a lot. With is that Amanda. because she beat the game of life? She she got, you know what I mean, happy Maybe. at home, financially so happy. There's all kinds to say on that. Listen, I mean, honestly, I there's a lot to say on if that. If I had to ask you, what other big name out there could she beat? Not could she keep a win streak alive, 
But what's another target she could have taken advantage of in terms of a big name that would have really meaningfully added to her resume that was an active fighter? Third Valentina? Right. That's Maybe. it. That was that's probably it. it. Yeah. And in terms of bantamweights, nada. Nobody. Right, right. Doesn't exist. You're right. And that's why Pena got there right off one victory, and she's there, right? Like, I mean, it was questionable that Juliana even got that, even though, as we yeah. established, she's lived up to those moments. So back to the implosion, if you want to call it that, it's still so damn shocking. Even yeah. when you factor in the change in camp, maybe overlooking the opponent. She had re I'm sorry, she had reason to overlook her, skill for skill. Yeah. We always believed that Juliana had a high ceiling so if she bizarre. could put it together. She hadn't shown it yet. When she stepped up twice, GDR, Valentina, she got stopped both times. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't reason to believe but as much as Juliana won that because of the triumph of the human spirit, she took bombs and kept coming. It wasn't overly technically sound. This was more of a street fight in terms of how it played out. Yeah. She turned and it in. Amanda the, in the absolutely end. imploded. And, and it, you, you bring up the right question. Does that just mean this is the end? Meaning, you know, she, she, she hit her ceiling and maybe she didn't have as much to motivate her. And she sometimes you can never reclaim that. That's why we're going to tune in. She's going to find that out. But watching her implode like that, even if there was an injury, was, even if she hadn't had the right camp, like you said, the denounce team is just waiting for her to get it, yeah, for her like, to kick it in. I mean, let's be straight up and real. She kind of, she borderline tapped to strikes. I know yeah. there was a, oh, man. a, a she, choke attempt. She, she wanted out at that But that point. choke I mean, wasn't was even done. in. She was done. Fatigue made her a coward, and that's what happens in this well. game. Wow. No, I, I, but you get what I'm saying. She was done, though. I that mean, was an extreme moment where one of the greatest fighters of it's all time. It's very strange because she fought, she's had five-round fights. I mean, and she's looked good through five rounds. Mm -hmm. It was a very strange thing. It was almost like an epiphany occurred because if you heard between the rounds, uh, Pena's corner was like, hey, 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 stop with the Kimura stuff. Go for the double. Go for the double. They're telling her something that doesn't even really happen until the end of that second round. But it's really the jab. That left hand, all of a sudden, it's like, boom, she hits her with it. And she's like, boom, hits her with it again. And all of a sudden, she's like, I've got something here. It was like an epiphany for her that it was working. Now, can that work again? Does it go down like that? That seems, it was fairly evident the way that fight turned when you watch it. I would have to think that Amanda Nunes is kind of going to have something for that this time. You know what I mean? That's but her still. worst night at the office, like, times a thousand. That's oh, yeah, by far, man, mm -hmm. by far. You ever, you, I have this theory, too, like, when you start to drag, like, so boxing being a very singular sport, like, it's very will-on-will, will. <clears throat> you know this for so long. Like, when you have people who start to drag somebody into their spotlight with them and share focus, Cowboy Cerrone with his kids, like, just bringing his kids in. Uh, Brian, Brian Ortega bringing his girlfriend, becoming part of the story. Coach Latore. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, all these weird things. Like, listen, listen. <laughs> like, like, all these weird things. I feel like Amanda Nunes. You know, she's been very, like, you know, she's got, uh, uh, what's her face, uh, the, her, her wife? Nina. Nina. She's got Nina, but then they have this kid. The focus has been very weird. I know it's just a, a strange thing, but I noticed this in combat sports. They start showing up in diminishing returns. It's almost like they start to fade the moment they bring other people from they're familiar so, with and close with into their spotlight. And she's done that. And it's just a weird theory, but I've noticed this with tons of oh, fighters. Let me Going back to Jason Kidd when he's blowing kisses to yes. that's, that's right when he was like uh, starts to decline, you know, in basketball. I feel like when so people do you start to do is, this. What's your working assessment of why that may, may be? I really don't know, but I think you might be onto something when you say like, you know, how it's it's the GSP thing, because when GSP lost to Sarah, it was like, okay, now now I'm guarded against um, complacency. The rest of my career he was paranoid, you know. I feel like you start to just feel like your world is impenetrable, you know, like you can just kind of like do okay. what you want with the spotlight. You can do what you want, create whatever you want. And I think there's a delusion in play, you know, I that starts to come into play or something. But I think the focus then changes over the course of time. I think that's half of it, meaning 
that's true in a case because Rousey's end was almost a lot like Nunes's implosion this time around. Meaning it's like, you know, Rousey admitting just recently in an interview, I forgot who it was, where, you know, she didn't want to hang on and keep fighting. Other people wanted it for her, so she was just kind of going through the motions. I felt like some of that came out for yes, Amanda in this I fight. Where it's sort of like, you know, maybe her camp was compromised. Maybe there was an injury, but her just like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll find my way in the fight and find my way through it and get it. That's half of it. But I think the other half, when you just asked him, why does it happen? I got the answer. You can't domesticate a lion, or in this that's, case, a lioness. That's really it. I mean, Who had the most, <laughs> the most outside of somebody losing big, like, okay, Robbie Lawler getting knocked out by Woodley. Even, even though he showed some life after that, that was the turning point. That was the end where he kind of not got old, but mm. went down a, a, lot, a notch because of the mileage or what have you. Other people have had dramatic falls off the cliff from title runs. Henan Brow, some people oh, say, God. maybe One you started crazy. related. I don't know. How about Johnny Hendricks? Remember the thing Johnny Hendricks would talk about in interviews a couple fights after he lost his title? There was He was like, I'm training now, living at home, and sometimes like worrying if my wife can pick up the kids in right. time are things that are trumping my need to this be is... so focused in the camp. I think part of that could have come into play with Amanda. Where everything's kind of there. They got the house. They got the baby. They That's got the, really the thing you know, I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a, a domestic thing that starts to take hold. But it's hold, not just right? an like, invincibility. That's half of it. Meaning I've been so successful, I'm invincible. I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. The other half is, am I lighting that fire anymore? Yeah. Is there a reason to keep fighting when I made it? Very few people. Manny Pacquiao, you got to give him credit. For all the success he's had financially, politically, he still fights like he's trying to avoid selling donuts on the sidewalk. No, seriously, he's selling cigarettes <laughs> yeah, on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you come from a country where child homelessness yeah, is a real thing man. by themselves, they get to inform your judgment. Let me, let me meet you halfway, see what you think. All right, all right. I don't think it's true that, and I know you're not making this argument explicitly, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. enter it from a slightly different angle. Okay. I have definitely seen cases where fighters, male or female, who either, it was usually the case where they brought their families with them the mm -hmm. whole time, but I have definitely seen cases where guys had families, or women too, and it did not derail them. It absolutely did not. But it is also true in my experience that there are a lot of cases, maybe 50-50, maybe some were less, I don't know, where having a family actually does make you less of a fighter. It mm -hmm. actually does change your perspective right. it actually does change your motivation in ways that the fighter may not even take account of in real time until after a series of right. events happen that force them to reflect on that so i don't want to be the guy who's like oh sure, motherhood sure. makes her less of a fighter that's not necessarily <laughs> true it yeah. can actually elevate you depending on the person but it should be noted that it is a dynamic catalyst for change yeah one direction yeah. or the other usually it is an interesting thing that's all it is like you notice it when people, like I saw it with Ortega, and then when they were kind of focusing on his girlfriend so much, and I'm like, uh-oh, is this one of those situations? Of course, I don't really know because the way that fight but that's a different you know, because like, I know, I know, I get it, I get it, I get it. But I'm just saying, when the focus... Both, they're both hot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity focus, employer. You know? When the focus does that, it... Uh, it, uh, it drink more of your diabetes drink. How about that? <laughs> the other thing, so I mean, sugar. there is, though, a legit thing, like when people are calling, uh, you know, Amanda Nunes, uh, you know, the goat, and like she, you know, I think that that's a tough thing to, when you have made it look so easy for so long, I think that you're on to something when you say like, hey, who's who real, who, who's her real challenge? Maybe she didn't take Pena that seriously. I don't know why she like faded that much in the second round if she was taking her seriously. You know what I mean? Like, how did that work? It's a really bizarre fight. Yeah. I mean, luckily for Amanda, it's just one fight, one night. I mean, the only yeah. other implosion she she had was her previous loss before that 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 predated the twelve fight win streak when she was beaten. Katzengano and having That's success, right. and then fatigue just gave out. But that taught her 
Yeah. Right. And I think even yeah. the first one over Valentina in which she faded in the third round, yes. those two fights taught her like, I've got to get to another level. Come the Valentina yeah. rematch. We learned that Nunes can get to another level. How, how, how much do you really know about Pena though? So it's, so it's kind of weird. Her career, the way it's went. Yes. Like, you know, kind of joined a huge team. Yeah. You know? her, remember the catastrophic knee injury? She was out for a long time, comes back successful. Then she falters a couple of times. She's just weird. I don't even the Valentina Shevchenko fight that she had. She was controlling portions of that fight, like big portions of it, where she was getting in the clinch. Valentina was smart enough to time out whenever she'd bring up her knee, and she would trip her down and put her on the ground. But in the second round, she was kind of pummeling her on the ground and then uh, gets caught in the arm bar. But I'm like, she was actually having plenty of success against Shevchenko. You think sometimes also that the general perception of Pena was too low heading into this fight. Like, we it were not giving her low. enough credit. You we know argued I mean? about that because let's yeah. give Luke credit. You didn't predict the upset, but you said, look, we got to stop just, you know, being all or nothing here and saying Nunes yeah. is going to swallow her up. This could end up being a close fight. Pena has shown some things. I argued she hadn't shown it in a while. She was 2-2 two and yeah. two in her last four, getting stopped twice. There have been long stretches of inactivity. But I think you're right. The, the promise she showed at certain points in her early initial rise before the injuries and the setbacks. Remember, she was kind of being propped up as a potential Rousey opponent That's back right. then. It's yeah. that long yeah. ago. Um, we didn't think that was possible. Almost like a bug. <laughs> like the, the, the big myth about Buster Douglas upsetting Tyson is, you know, with we, the history will tell you he was like a jobber off the side of the yeah. road. No, he was a, <laughs> a somewhat yeah. respected journeyman level heavyweight, but only journeyman because he'd imploded a couple right. times. But he always had like the foundation of craft. Mm. And then he has the best night of his life under six certain crazy circumstances. And everybody's only focused on Tyson. In Japan, you know, no focus on him. Yeah. His mom dies the week before. Yeah. Like, all these things came together for a perfect storm. Was this performance? We already know it was the worst okay. night of Amanda's life in an implosion and all that. It also could be the perfect storm, best it case scenario, be. fool's gold well, you, of Juliana Pena. Like, I don't know what the odds are <laughs> heading into the rematch, and, I, and I'm excited I, to see them. I'd like to look that up. Yeah, 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 you should look it up. tell you right now? It's still Nunes by knockout. All right, that, all right, it's, all right. it's still, like, so in terms of what's your best bet, this is an interesting, that's your best That's bet. an interesting conversation because history has shown that when somebody seeds their belt and they have the rematch, it's very difficult for the original champion to get it back. This like is what Figueredo did against yeah, Daniel. Let's it, give him credit, yeah, but right? that's, like, that's one of the rare You guys instances. want the odds? Yes. yes, give them to me. Our friends at Caesar Sportsbook have Amanda Nunes. This is currently as the time of filming, so okay. be aware of that. Is a minus three hundred Julia plus two forty, and so you know what? That's, as that's, crazy that's as that sounds, fluke. <laughs> but do you know fluke. what that tells you? That even though Pena maxed herself out on the worst night of yeah. Nunes' career, and let's not overlook it, Pena had to take bombs. She had to eat big shots and keep coming. The skill difference from what we've seen still seems to be fast because Pena didn't win this first fight on skill. She won it on will. What if Nunes can come back and get it back to a skill game? It, then it goes back to what? What were your thoughts heading into the first fight? Have you really done an analytical look at this, like this Not fight? Yet. Okay, because I was just I was curious because uh, just from the naked eye watching it, you know, it's like it felt to me like Julian Pena's punches in that first round, especially, were just these big looping, crazy, wild shots that they they didn't look very UFC caliber to be honest. It looked like she was wild. The whole exchange it was, was it in was the second half of that fight. It was the same thing. That's what I'm saying. So like actually, when she started feel, realizing the jab was working, it was like the game changer. And then she was coming over right hand side with the right looping. Um, yeah, yeah. But then it was connecting because now you've got her on skates a little bit. But it was just it's a bizarre thing. I think that that line is probably too wide, but it's still I I would still favor Nunez. In the, but I was trying to say like it's very difficult a lot of times psychologically, mentally, whatever it is yeah. like to go into and try to take your belt back because now there's some dynamic in play. This happens all the time. There's only a couple, I mean, George St. Pierre beating Matt Sarah back in the day, like to reclaim it, but that was down the line from, you know, after Joanna the upset. came close against Rose. Joanna in the rematch, came close. Great fight. Couldn't get it done. 
uh, was Randy back way back in the against Vitor, right? Wasn't that the or was it was it Belfort? I'm trying to. So remember. he got his eye sliced one yeah, time, yeah. his eyelid, but then he got it. He they fought again and he beat him. Yes. So there's only, I mean, there are a couple of instances where it's happened. Yeah. Stipe, also Stipe and DC was a good one. Stipe and DC, like when yeah, he absolutely. came back. So it does happen, but more often than not, the person who takes that belt holds on to it in the rematch. It's, it's a, it's let, a let dynamic. Let me spin something on you based on what we've just built there with the foundation of this chat. If implosion is not a factor in the rematch, meaning if you're Amanda Nunes, you're a real fighter and a real champion, you got to take to heart the embarrassment, everything that came with this loss. She's still a champion. She's still a great. No one's saying that. But it, she lost in a way that none of us could have guessed. So if I tell you in advance the rematch has no implosion or gassing out qualities to it, does Juliana Pena have a path to victory? Sure. Sure. Talk to me about that path, Luke. Take me uh, on that path. <laughs> hand well, in hand. here's the thing. I'm, I share most of y'all's assessments that, you know, some of what Pena was showing in that fight. She does have a good, very good ground game. I, I, I think she should be given her flowers yeah. for that. But. Certainly in the striking department, I think BC sort of worded it right. In the striking department, it was a little bit more of will mm-hmm. than skill. I was, no one was going to confuse her for Terrence Crawford in that moment, right? So <laughs> that's pretty fair. But what I would say is, uh, this is the thing I was kind of alluding to. There's the temptation to pick Nunez again. I'm a little bit like, I mean, I wouldn't be certain. I would in no way be surprised if she mm-hmm. won. But the answer to his question, she doesn't have to implode to also be unable to recapture the desire um, that could be gone. I mean, you have, what you have to ask yourself is, is that loss a red flag about fixable problems or now about a new reality? That's yeah. And we don't simply know the right. answer to that. We just we have no way well, of that's knowing. The, that's the whole subtext. That's right? the whole the subtext. Thing, yeah. So she could go in there and like, did she train hard? Yes. Does she want to win? Yes. But that fire that was under right. her and all of the circumstances heading into the Rousey fight, where you know, she remember she remember when she beat Rousey, what did she do? She walked around the cage going, Shh, motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll, I'll let everybody know what well, time dude, it is now. If she goes in is there that person still. If there? she goes in there and tears apart Pena in the rematch, I mean, you could just be like, okay, I literally it's it becomes a fluky thing, right? Like you're gonna look at that first fight as a fluke. That's the way that she proves it. But like, for example, what's the case where you could say that that happened? Okay, you could say Sarah GSP, but it turned out that it wasn't all that fluky. Remember, they were yeah. supposed to fight, the fight yeah, got yeah, delayed. Yeah. Sarah had all those extra rounds of sparring. And in the rematch, though, how did St. Pierre fight him? He took him down and kneed his to, to the body yes. and grabbed him. At home, him. too. At, right, home. at home in Montreal. Yep. Great crowd. Right, right. But this is the point. He didn't, he, he, there was like a real clear difference. Is Amanda Nunes going to try and take Juliana Pena down? Maybe. But she's probably going to go back to what it was before, which you're like, okay, but that's overwhelming. She's going to time her. She's going to counterpunch and time her. Is that what you think? That's what I think. I think you have to make Juliana Pena be the offensive lead, meaning make her shoot mm-hmm. and try to find out early whether I'm going to be on my back or not. And Amanda's been fairly – people, have people tried to shoot against Amanda to get inside the, the punch? She is, uh, of late, she has had significantly better takedown defense. I mean, GDR had moments where the fight got to the ground. Very yes, few gas in that one a little right. bit. Right. So um, I want to make Juliana lead. I want to make her establish mm-hmm. a jab. I want to – if she's throwing looping stuff, as we talked yeah. about, then, you know, Nunes is a very – I don't want to call her a, a great boxer in the boxer sense, but in terms of adaptability of using boxing and MMA at this level, I mean, it's not just the power. It's the precision, too, right? She sets up shots good. She's got a very good jab. None of that seemed to be there in the first fight. So I, I want to make Payne, you have to win this. I want to say, okay, I'll come back and win this fight. Yeah. Now win it on your terms. Bring your terms to me, and I'll show you what I can do. Because you, as long as she's in the shape, yeah. and she certainly has reasons to be refocused, yeah, it's weird. she's I got do... so much more 
finishing ability with her with her feet and hands than Pena's yeah. ever shown. Now I don't want to discount Pena. I don't want to discount the improvements she made. I mean, you're under... doing a lot of discount. I'm giving you right real talk. I mean, that's the point of this show is putting your reputation on the line that yeah. maybe these people are watching, going, "Fuck that guy, the factory town piece of shit." That's me. But I'm here to fire you the hell up. And my point is this. Yeah. What gains to the game? Because Juliana Pena was better on that night than she had ever showed in her previous four fights in which she went two and two. So what type of growth are we not looking at heading into this one? Can't she put a pace on Amanda? Here's is, what that the, is that the way to go? Here's what I think a little bit. Um, different fights. Maybe I'm okay. Am I overreaching by, say, by asking this? Like, what would, be, what would be the common denominators between the win by Pena and the win by Zingano? Like, a wrestler who kind of punches with intensity, mm. poor, not necessarily the best mechanics, but, you know, there's a certain kind of, you know, you, you, these wrestlers, yeah. like, they, 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 they're they out trying to manhandle right. you. There's a certain kind of physicality. Gotta gas her. Right. Yeah. Put it, kind of put that intensity on her. Because if you stand at range with her, okay, in this case, that didn't really work out that well because of the jab. But in general, you stand at range with her like Shevchenko mm -hmm. did in the rematch. That's a game Amanda can play. With GDR, she was able to go to the ground with him against Zingano, against Pena. There may not be that advantage there. So you would think, oh, but she has more power on the feet. But I just wonder if someone can kind of rough it up a little bit. Yeah. Is that something that where that where you just put a will on her and then potentially that becomes a problem for her? Do you think that's a plausible theory at all? Yeah, I do, actually. I mean, this. I think it's got to be the, the I think it's yeah. the only plausible theory at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think that's what makes it sort of fascinating. It's The reason it becomes a big event, in my mind, is because of this. There are so many questions that you're like, wait a minute. What did we just watch? Is that really the is that the reality? And to be honest, if Pena goes in there and catches her and starts, like, doing that again, it wouldn't be that surprising. It would be sort of like, oh, man, she just has her number. She has her number. That's she right. has her number, you know, and that happens all the time. It has that kind of feel to it, but it's just kind of it's crazy because Amanda Nunes, where she was at, you know, to drop two in a row to somebody like Juliana Pena would be pretty nutty, man. I mean, the first one, be, the first one's crazy, but to do it again, I mean, this would be Juliana be, Pena telling the world and uh, me specifically on this couch. Even though, by the way, Juliana Pena, I love your fantastic interview, uh, love your spirit. This would be a way of her telling you, like, <laughs> f off. She's gonna have a. She yeah, made a she, big leap in that first fight. Obviously, I think it's the biggest upset in MMA history. Yeah. She's got to make almost a bigger leap this time around if she's going to be an Amanda who's coming in refocused, pre presumably in the best shape. She's certainly not slowed down because of damage. Is Amanda a step slower than the one who won the title against Misha at 200? Probably. It's six years later, but yeah. she's still pretty much there. BC, is there a boxing, not so much in the women's divisions per se, but is there a boxing equivalent where someone beat someone else? You could say Buster Douglas Tyson, but they never rematched. Then they had a rematch, yeah. and the person who rematched who like, was widely expected to win the Perfect first one. Perfect example. Let me hear it. Uh, one of the biggest upsets in sort of the last 20 years, you remember Ricardo Mayorga, who, who would... Yes, of course. The, 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 the shit talker. The Nicaraguan uh, He said gangster. he was going to drink Oscar de la Hoya's wife's <laughs> breast milk. Yes. Yes. So, you know, he fights Vernon Forrest. Right after Ver the late Vernon Forrest beats Shane Mosley twice, becomes pound for pound number one in the world in some publications, is a tall, long, welterweight, Al Heyman's first fighter that he had before the launch, years before the launch of the PBC. And Mark... Mayorga goes in there in Temecula, and they fight, and everyone's favoring Forrest to win. This could be kind of a showcase fight. And Mayorga lures him into a brawl, and he stops him in, I think, the second or third round. And it's one of the great upsets ever after the fight. He's mm -hmm. drinking out of a beer mug. Larry Merchant <laughs> gives him a lit cigarette. He's smoking. Yeah, yeah. He's doing the whole gig. Well, then they have a rematch. And you're like, okay, Forrest is going to right the wrong. 
Mayorga outboxes him and wins the rematch. And you're like, <laughs> oh, okay, that didn't go to script. That's one of those rare. And sometimes, How do you explain that, that he could beat Mosley but not Mayorga? I know. It's sometimes, you know, it's styles make fights, but sometimes, you know, it's why MMA and boxing math don't work. It's why Ken Norton can almost look like he beat Ali twice. I know one time he kind of got screwed and, you know, he broke Ali's jaw and beat him the first time. And it's just like some guys just have it against somebody else. If Pena wins this, I mean, uh, put for, put some respect on her name. Soak that name in respect. I mean, light it on. F- I mean, yes, she's going to have to earn it because I do believe that Amanda's got enough left in the tank to come back and right that wrong. More of a GSP Sarah style than any of these other fights that we're comparing it to. Yes, I do agree with that. This is an uphill battle for me, skill for skill for Pena. She's going to have to show it on the ground if it gets there where she could potentially have an advantage. But she's got to show it yeah. in a big way on the feet. I think by putting on a pace might be the only avenue. But here's the deal. Most people don't know this, Luke, when I was the uh, hometown reporter in Naugatuck, you know, in 2001, and <laughs> Naugie High football been getting on Thanksgiving Day, we've been getting for our the, ass kicked. For the bedpan gazette. <laughs> we've been getting our ass kicked by Ansonia and Stanford Steve from mm-hmm. Sports Center. You know my guy right there. So, you know, we had a chance that year, so I wrote a letter <laughs> and, like, broken, like, written, like, you know, some letters, different sizes. Send help, <laughs> need money. And it was like, you know, you pansies, you're going to lose again. And I sent it to the Naugatuck High School football office. And then I, I drove to Ansonia and put it in the mailbox there so it had the right stamp. I never heard of it, but I'm sure at one point in practice, they opened it up one day and they read it to the team. And they were like, those motherfuckers, I am going. So if I'm Nina Nunes right Dude, now. that is the you, saddest thing I think I've no, that's, ever that's hardcore. I like that. You don't understand. They put that in the paper shredder right away. <laughs> You don't understand something. In 93, when I was a sophomore, we won the state title and we beat Ansonia. Shout out to Steve Kaufman. We beat you that year. There were grown men in the crowd crying. The same thing happened in 01. And by the way, after I wrote that letter, what happened on Thanksgiving? We beat them 14 to 13. And those are like the only two wins we have in like the last 30 years. But if I'm (laughs) Nina Nunes, you know what I do? I call up Darren Ravel. I say, Darren, I need you to go back on your on your tweet spree. I need you to tweet out that she's not a star and she never will be. That she was, oh you know, uh, the fake go and she got. I would That's need her right. to Jesus. do that because Amanda needs somebody to like to like tell the lioness that yo, you're domesticated. You're sleeping in them silk sheets. We need That's, Amanda who used to sleep on the floor at MMA Masters. We need that one to come back. That's a long way Luke, to get to a pretty if good point. 70%, <laughs> if 70% of, you, the, of that woman comes back, this is a one-sided yeah. rematch. And I think you understand that. I, I think I, you know I, that I, to be true. I think that that's true. But you're protecting BBLs, always. <laughs> Well, okay. I if, mean, she, if she says she's doing what she's, if, if she's, you're, you're an awful person. But I'm sorry. If she, I mean, if she says that she's living at the gym and so, this sort of thing, you're like, all right, well, um, I feel like you're on the right track. I feel like thank you, Chuck. It, yes, thank you I feel like you're on for the right saying track, what yeah. needed to be said. By the way, you don't care about your own yeah. alma mater that Darren hardcore. Marco. Some grown men will wear like frat shirts on podcasts and stuff to represent their college frat. You wouldn't represent your like my high school, Marietta High School man. I didn't peak in high school, buddy. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> Pretty close. But I have, but I have respect. Close. I have respect, though. No, I'm peeking right the now. The 90s, though. Right general. now, Chuck, Just you would say. You're peeking right now, but that's like your other highest. Chuck, level. you've known me for like 15 years, right? Yeah, yeah. Right now, this is the best BC there ever was, yeah, right? You can, you I mean, it's not saying yeah. much. But. People don't know I used to be Chuck's editor for a short season. That really? Yeah. really? Short season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our all-star HGN. team of writers, Chad Dundas, okay. Chuck Mindenhall, yep. Brett yep. Okamoto, Josh Gross. Wow. Am I missing some? A couple of bums in there, but they're good ones like me, too. I mean, you know, no, I'm just kidding. And it was, and I was, was a guy named Darius Ortiz. He was the MMA oh, yeah, editor. I was the backup the, uh, MMA was, editor. Yeah, he was like an editor as well. I ended up succeeding him, and, and people forget that I was, you know, the MMA editor at ESPN. 
in that 20, is true, man. 2016, you know, right in front page columns. On how, how did they have you behind the scenes? That's what I. They didn't now, know. that's what's the big the You know, it's yeah, like a couple stuff. companies. I'm like, <laughs> like us with Juliana Pena. We didn't like know what you, we had. Once you got out from behind, man, you've just. You we didn't know the what we had. And, you know, the, the triumph of the, of the human spirit is me sitting in this chair right now. Yeah, that is actually us. It's true. I love Chuck. Don't you? Because Chuck's, Chuck's <laughs> Q rating with the crowd, to be fair. Aye. So high. Higher than half of this Malka staff typically normally. Oh, higher than 99% of them. <laughs> so high. Yeah, I uh, anyway, I Chuck. I have good opinions. Chuck, what's it like being beloved? We don't get into this much. I, I think I'd rather be polarizing. You know what I mean? I, I like Luke here. I feel like he gets he gets both sides. That's kind of yeah. Look, you do it? have a lot of people that just I mean, either they hate you, you or they yeah. love. I feel like the love though is kind yeah, of yeah. My old interns that I fired. Yeah, what are they gonna do? They're all gonna get pretty bitter. Uh, neither it's here balanced. nor it's balanced. So. Neither here nor there. So well, wait, wait, you got a timeline? You got to be on track. We got to stay on track. <laughs> well, we can't have fun. I would like to have the conversation be remotely coherent. Okay, okay, there we go. There you go. But getting back to the main event itself, what what are you expecting, Chuck? I mean, obviously it can go any number of directions. But what are you expecting? So. In my gut of guts, I'm basically thinking that Nunez comes back and we see the first round played out over five or as long as it takes for her to get the job done. Okay. That's still what I think happens. She fights from distance. It's a different fight. Yeah. I think that, you know, just in watching that fight, uh, there was just a moment where it just seemed like it just kind of went haywire for her and she wasn't able to recover. I just think that she'll guard against that. Um, you know, she knows that jab. You know, she's that second round, it tells you everything you need to know. Like, it's pretty evident what happened. I just think that she goes back to being who she was in that first round, you know, and she's able to do that as long as she wants. I could see it being a one-sided fight. If it goes the other way, though, this is what's fun about the fight. It's like it won't be shocking like it was the first time, right? Because you just be like, she really does have Amanda Nunes' number. I just don't think so, though. I kind of lean towards it's not a fluke, but it was just, a like you said, a really bad night at the office where it got very existentially bad for her yes. quickly. And then she loses. What, so. what about the idea, BC, that like it's not that she has her number in particular, but that she has a particular way of, um, well, I guess it would be the same thing, a different way of saying it, but that she has a particular way of unlocking Amanda's weaknesses. Well, I wonder, is there any hangover tied to this? Is there any hangover in the mental advantage that Juliana has of knowing I stood, take your, took your best stuff that you had that night, Has and you're the one that was down. You're the right, one that Because you can't say Amanda didn't land on yeah. her. Yes. It wasn't like Juliana won via lay and break. Like right? She took her best fucking punch that did. night. Dude, let's give, let's give Juliana her flowers. She's tough as shit mentally. She, is. she, has, mentally, she has been through it, okay? If you really find out her backstory, she has fucking been through yeah. it. So I don't expect her to implode. So, yeah, I needed Amanda to be, uh, you know, the Amanda of old. But here's the deal. Is there a scenario in which Amanda's waiting for Juliana to take the lead, Juliana says, "I'll dance you out at this," and we see a, <coughs> we see a Rose versus uh, versus Whaley Part Two type of bout play out. Is there any potential of that? I can't see both being okay with leaving it to chance like that, right? Uh, I think someone's going to get finished. Pretty confident about yeah. that. Pretty confident. Could be you right now. Are you okay right now? Uh, yeah. This dude, uh, <laughs> yeah. My this ear, my earpiece was really no, fucking with me. Uh, no, I think I I just don't see like. That gutsy win that Amanda turned in to beat GDR, kind of the wrestling and clinching and slowing the fight down, that's not really on the table here because the weaknesses of GDR are not right. the weaknesses of Juliana Pena and vice versa, neither are the strengths. So you would imagine that you've already seen, like, you know, listen, remember Juliana's face was, like, fucked up after that fight. She took a big ass, oh, yeah. several big ass shots. She's either going to get her lights punched out on the feet or on the ground, or she's going to, conversely, Juliana's going to punch her lights out or choke her out. That's it. Or I guess the men or two, or you know, some kind of submission. That's the under limb, limb extension. What I mean, that's it. I mean, so there's I I would of all the things I am confident about. Yeah, 
I am confident it doesn't see the judges. Very confident. You One, like the minus three hundred? You think that's a? You think that's too too much? Dude, you know me, man. Like when bad shit starts happening in the fight game, yeah. a lot of other bad shit follows right behind. That it. is true. And this is the thing. I this sounds obvious, but you should think about it for a second. Someone said this to me once, and I'm gonna change it a little bit to make it make sense. But it's like, dude, if you're a UFC champion, you need to ex expect two things. One. Your championship reign is going to end, which yeah. I know is obvious, but you need to accept that. And two, it might happen sooner than you think. Yeah. It might happen way sooner than you think. And they, right. there's a reluctance to accept that. Um, so I'm still living on the same left hangover gusto of the feelings I had coming into the first fight. That, sorry, guys, you know, fighter for fighter, this isn't the matchup you think it is. It's going to be one-sided. I'm still living on yeah. those. Oh, no, she's still around. The lioness is still coming through that door. Yeah. I mean, the lioness Dude, could, could have her nails On her off. best night, I don't think there's a woman on earth who beats her. No. On her know. best yeah. night, there is not a person that exists. And she's tough as shit division. mentally, too. That's yes. why it was so surprising. 100%. But, dude, like, you go through seasons in your life where all of that can change. Yeah. And they're hard to hold on to. And sometimes it's hard yeah. to recognize it at, in real time and all kinds they of stuff. They come fight night. I just want to see her walking out, focused. No, no Nina, no baby, no kid. I just want all that off off screen. Chuck, anti-family. By the way, isn't that this is low-key anti-family? This is the I want to see focus. I know you're like, yo, fuck them kids. But this is the this is the one good part about this matchup in terms of what. Because sometimes it's hard to know exactly what lesson to infer from a loss. But because Amanda is so good, and because she has accomplished so much, if she loses again, yes, credit will go to Juliana. I want to be very clear about that. That is an enormous accomplishment. But I think it would also tell you that there was something. Not so much about the skills of Amanda Nunes, but there was something about what was happening in her life that really um, impacted her capacity. What, what happens to her if she loses? Let's just say she goes 0-2 against she, Pena. She's still the what featherweight happens? champion. Does it change the, go, does it change like, the I mean, debate? Gosh, that's a... Because Scott Coker's to, out there beating that drum that yeah. Cyborg still has it. I mean, look, I, I felt if anyone deserved a rematch that didn't get it, it was Demetrius Johnson after losing the rematch to Cejudo, mm -hmm. and then he got traded away instantly, and it was uh, Cyborg against Amanda. Because Amanda, to her credit... Found Cyborg's weakness, which is her willingness to brawl, lured her into that, mm -hmm. and just had better stuff in that moment and knocked her out. Does it bring Cyborg back in the picture? I mean, <laughs> Cyborg has had seasons where the level of competition has varied. You have to admit that, right? Based on just where yeah. the sport was at that time. Yes. But she's also evolved with those times. She's also gotten better. She's also very good as an older fighter, quote unquote, now in terms of, you know, being more efficient and all that. I don't know. I mean, Amanda still knocked out a yeah. very top form version of her. Does Amanda still stay? <sighs> I mean, how close is this goat race right man. now? Between not one. between not tough. only Amanda and Cyborg at one and two, is there anyone else that deserves, like, should Valentina, even with the whole hum performance against Tyler Santos, should she also be at this table right now? Yeah, sure. I think yeah. she's in the conversation. Yeah. Okay. I, think she's, I just think the way that march that Amanda Nunes had through home yeah. and Tate. One Hall of Famer and legend. Everybody. And Rousey. Two and I mean, yeah, it was just. And a lot of finishes. Cyborg. She has yeah. more finishes in Bantamweight and women's just Bantamweight blowing. history than anybody. I remember, I remember before the home fight, we yeah. were all kind of like, oh, this would be an interesting fight on the feet. Nope. I know. Amanda, shut that shit up real fast. Yo, she's like Kunitskaya. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of Mahetta's marriage. You know, it's very good. It's yeah. Dude, no one is more obsessed with the minutia of fighter romance. Fighter on hey, fighter romance. Tisha and Rocky just celebrated six years. Did they okay? really? They no, no, I, I'm not saying. Right it's, around it's, the same time you and I celebrated three. So, uh, wow. Yo, I'm definitely, the Tisha. I'm, I'm definitely the Tisha in this relationship. 
I don't even know what the fuck that means. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I guess I would. Yeah, I guess I'd do the rock. You know, you're distant, hard to reach, you know, hard to get to. Just, like, just stubborn. Uh, and you know I mean, just very. All know. right. Fair there enough. are times I really am the fifth wheel in this. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're the lettuce on the burger, you know, with the bun. Yeah, you're, wow. you're the lettuce. That's like the least. Yeah, but it's so healthy and nourishing, and people love this guy, right? No, he's it's like great. he's like the bacon. He's like there the you bacon. Go, there you um, go. if Juliana Pena wins, we should move on to the other fights in the car. But yes, go ahead. Really? Because there's a lot of else. There's a lot of other topics to talk about to fill the show. Thank you for being so anal. But Luke, have, hey, have more of your diabetes drink. Hey, at least I'm you know man enough to put this in my body. Oh yeah, is that what you, you are? Did you fill that up again? Um, yeah, I saw uh, it. All right, all right, all right. Uh, that tall boy. Look, Juliana Pena with the second win over Amanda Nunes. If she's going to be a star, she's going to have the chance to be. You know, and she could talk yeah. and talk. She's 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 the deal. Do you put her into a, how soon do you put her into a Valentina fight? I mean, how soon do you just say what's the max week? What's the biggest the fight? The first we can fight's give real her? fun if you go back and watch it, man. I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, boy, it's a great question. I hadn't even thought about that. Um, boy. And you're trying to argue back that 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 she was better than we remember in that fight, Pena. And yeah, I, and that makes me intrigued. She controlled to it. large portions of that fight. I don't know the last time you if you, you just watched it on Fight Night, but like if you go back and watch it, she controls I'd say 75 of that fight. With a takedown, you know? right? And then she, she got puts her on the yeah. fence a couple of times. But Shevchenko, you can see her waiting for that knee to come up where yep. she's trying, and she just trips her down a couple of times. Yep. That was where the offense was coming the other way. And then she catches her in the arm bar in the second yeah, good round. Good timing because Tyler just. But she was getting pummeled a little right. bit. You know, she Santos was getting just humanized yeah. and showed that if you have that wrestling style and if you're physically legit and you can stand in there, you can. I, I would say this if you beat Amanda Nunes twice, and especially if, like, you know, she to your point, there, I think it's absolutely right. It's undeniable. A lot of that first win is will over skill. But what if in the second a second fight it's a little bit more of a mix where some skill right. actually comes into play? Like you beat Amanda thing. Nunes back to back. <laughs> I know you deserve a lot of respect heading yeah, into a Shevchenko rematch, especially if you do it in some different manner. I think that that would speak volumes if you're able to do it in some way where you're like, "What she did it again, but in a totally different way than we expected." Um, that's that would speak volumes for her. Yeah. Okay, connected to this argument, but the final topic on it, and yeah. I don't know if you care, but I do. Does Cyborg ever fight again in the UFC? No. Okay. No. So you're no saying, you're saying no, no chance. I haven't given that two seconds of thought. No. No. Okay. That is absolutely never going to happen. What's the earliest Kayla Harrison could fight in the UFC? Oh, 2024 or 2025, something like that. Is it? I don't even know what her right. contract is like. So, uh, look, I'm just trying to build. If Juliana Pena wins this and she's got a chance to fight Valentina, you have a chance to make big fights. I'm trying to think of who those dance partners could be. It's the same conversation yeah. of who would be left for Amanda outside of a third down. Tell me what fight. they say in my ear because this thing's killing yeah, they're me. they're not saying shit. I mean, look, if you're, if you're Amanda and you win this and you gain it back and it's like, okay, the bump in the road, I fixed it. Right. Who is and left it could be like that, yes. in your, both of your eyes must face in terms of just rounding out that legacy? Is there anyone left that's must I mean, I'd love is to it see. Is Kayla? Do you have to wait I would around love, for I would love to see that, but. At some point, if I it's had, still going. I mean, dude, I I just think for the those, I think that door's closed. You do? You yeah. don't think Kayla could go two years of PFL, come right back and be a pay-per-view player? I think Kayla to the UFC is very possible and open, but the idea of her fighting Amanda... When it, uh, when it matters, when it matters is almost sure to not happen. That's, the, that's another thing. That uh, you can get a that. late model version of it, though. Seriously, if, if Amanda, even if I'm, think about this, I got what? late model versions of Chuck versus Vanderlei and some other ones. They don't do much. I'm kind of me. a late model version. I mean, they've of myself. got such backstory. Okay, but but here's you know, the like, deal: when we talk about if Amanda loses, what does it do to the goat ship? Whatever, she's still the featherweight champion. There's a scenario in which she still hangs on. As the featherweight champion for as active as she's yeah, willing that, to be, that title confers as much benefit as as, as it's difficult to what get. What I'm saying is that makes a, a Kayla fight in a year and a half not impossible. Okay, not impossible, certainly not. But I think if Amanda Nunes, you know, yeah. again, I'm oh, sorry. If I think of if um, 
Pena goes in there and wins to Chuck's point in yeah. a different way where grappling is involved and she's looking really good. And you're like, God damn, she's kind of putting it on her. Mm-hmm. Even though there's, even though Nunes is a black belt jiu-jitsu, like, you have to imagine in a year and a half, Kayla would be, you know, yeah. very capable of replicating something like that. So I guess we'll have to see. Okay, on your co-main, <laughs> right? On your co-main, they, there, there are other fights on the card. Uh, they're not as good. They they're not as good. But they are. This is actually a pretty good one. How about this one? Brandon Moreno, we thought was going to fight Devison Figueredo. Uh, didn't for the fourth ha- time for the fourth time, yes, because <laughs> uh, he's fought him back to back to. Well, I think there's one in between, but um, any case, coming off of a Devison Figueroa fight, it's not going to happen. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But instead, it's Kai Car France, CKB, mm. fresh off great a fucking fight. house cleaning oh, for the most part. A fucking great fight, dude. Uh, this I is mean. a super sick fight. We'll talk about Figueroa in just a moment, but I gotta tell you. This is the best Kaikar France has ever looked. I did not think Moreno looked bad in the third fight with Figgy. How much do you like this fight? I like it from an action standpoint. Um, That's it? No, I mean, I, I like it in general, but I, you know, the interim title thing is always a little weird. But yeah, um, it's, a, it's time, a war on the yeah. hot, on the pretty girl's hot face. You know, where you're like, <laughs> yeah, I'd take that girl downtown, I mean, but that thing's staring at me. That thing's got its own area code. You know what I mean? Dude, you uh, talk like I talked when I was 19. <laughs> like, that's what you do. Get you past do that war. Yeah, now, now I'm like, my God, I must have been the world's biggest douchebag at 19. <laughs> Holy fuck, my life. Oh, uh, no, but it's, it's, it's a good fight. I, I do like the idea of, first of all, you know, it is the first time Moreno's fought somebody other than Figueredo since, what, 2020? Like, you know, it's been three fights in a row, so it would be fun to see kind of how it, yeah how he's looking. Um, and, a, and a guy who's, like, surging right now, a couple of big knockouts, you know, for uh, for France. I, I like it, man. I just think it's uh, it'll, it'll deliver. I feel like it's guaranteed to deliver. I hate saying that, but I feel like it's guaranteed it to is. be a good it fight. Is. Look, what? what has changed for KK France? Because he used to be a respected guy, won some, lost some, had really seemed to be figuring out. He's figured it out. So what the hell's the difference? Yeah, a couple of things. His game has gotten a little bit more well-rounded. So some of the maybe – he wasn't ever bad at wrestling, right? He was never bad at those. Mm. But uh, but it's definitely gotten a lot better. It's gotten a lot better. And I would also say, like, his disengagement from any kind – like, he just knows how to get in and out of graphic situations oh, much more nimbly. Still on the floor, a Brandon Royville type is, you know, like, jujitsu for jujitsu is going to give him problems. But his ability to engage and disengage has become much more scientific. And more to the point, his striking was always good. But you're, like, you're seeing him land much more cleanly these yes, days. That's his it. timing. I yeah. feel like his timing has gotten fight. really sharp. Is he... He's of the CKB mold he's proving in terms of ability, but it's like when when you have a brand, now you figure everyone that's coming out of this is going to have that one key intangible at the same. It just so happens that Volkanovski right now and Adesanya are two of the smartest fighters we've ever seen, along with being two of the most technical. Do you think up to this point KK France is showing himself cerebrally to be sort of what that gym represents? Not everybody's going to be the same, right? You got Carlos Olberg, who's just probably slamming chicks in those DMs right now. He's got skills. Also. Dude, can, you, can you imagine his fucking DMs? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it must be like, when you look like hit. that and your job is that, and remember his last win, he like knocked out yeah. this dude in like the first round. Can you Love fucking life, imagine Love his DMs? I mean, has France won you over mentally on that level? Well, the Garbrandt fight was the one that did it for me because yeah. he refused to kind of engage in any kind of like gunfight with Garbrandt. He really picked his shots, and then we came, he went in. He had the poise when he landed a big shot that kind of staggered him. He had this very good poise for the next, I don't know, forty-five second sequence before he put him away. He just kind of walked him down. It was like, but he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't overly it's aggressive. Swagger. He's got it, the whole thing. Was, yeah, you could see it. You could see whatever he's got going on. It was very smart. His approach to that fight was very smart. He was poised, and then that's when I felt like he was probably going to be a title type of guy. Yeah. So, du- so, so, dude, his last win 
was over. Are you talking about the Askarov? No, fight? I was talking about the Garbrandt. Oh yeah, but, right the, before, As- yeah. but the Askarov fight—that is a fight that the old Kai Kara France would have lost, because that guy would have tied him up and not like necessarily beat his ass, but probably controlled the wrestling and grappling exchanges just enough to stay ahead or maybe, you know, put a comfortable lead. And then Kai Car France would have lost some kind of decision. And was the Ascroft slightly compromised? Like we found out after the fact there was some type of injury or something that was slightly and compromised. Kai Car France is healthy all the time. This is the No, no, game. I'm just saying I want to see that again. I still think Ascroft sure. gets back yeah. there. He's the, the, the Zabit of 125, and I think you know that. Yeah. Uh, he, he could be. I, I, I'm, willing entertain, like I'm willing to Russian entertain literature. that theory. Yes. But <laughs> either way, he would have lost that. And the point I'm trying to make is it wasn't like he eked by in that fight. He yeah. fought extremely. Extremely capably, very capably. You're asking about the improvements. It's that kind of shit. The yeah. shit that would have derailed him previously, because he's been hyped up since he was on the ultimate. Who's we talking about with the Ultimate Fighter? Was it you, camera guy? That's was, Drew, the camera guy, and that's Gabe. His over name there. is insignificant to me. He's a peasant. <laughs> <laughs> the point I'm trying to make uh, is, uh, we were talking about it in the like, season of the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, it was I was uh, it was Long Island, Long Island Luke, Luke yeah. who was saying like, oh, he really liked that season. Kaikar France was yeah. brought in as this sort of oceanic champion. At it's probably because his dad's Australian. The, it all kind oh, of you know what? That motherfucking astroturf. Yeah. Over here. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is he's always had a little bit of that promise. Yeah. He's been surrounded by greatness and couldn't break through and couldn't break through, had nice wins, couldn't yeah. break through. Sounds a lot like your career until now. <laughs> Dude, your understanding of my career is so bad. It's not <laughs> even funny. Either way, he does finally break through with this Askarov fight and gets the title fight. I will tell you that if you'd asked me like two years ago who wins, Moreno or Kaikar of France, and I think most people still might pick Moreno. He was, hello, yeah. the previous champion. But now I think it is a very, very yeah. close fight. To the you, to your point, does he yeah. represent CKB in that way? Dude, Izzy and Volk are tough acts to follow. Yeah, damn I right. mean, yeah. like you're asking yeah. a lot from a fighter. I don't know if he's those guys. I don't like, know. If they're Glavin and Maddox, he's like John Smoltz. Tom Avery. He's Tom. No, Steve Smoltz Avery. is good. Wow. Steve Avery. Steve Avery. Sorry, this Steve right Avery. Your wheelhouse. Thank Steve you, Avery. I, dude, I lived at Fulton yeah, County Stadium, bro. I saw man, the Braves bro. playing Fulton County Stadium when I was a kid before Turner Field and everything. Uh, yeah, he's he's Steve Avery, where he wasn't the aces, but on hit the right night. Yeah, dude, he's striking out the side with like a quickness. Yeah, that's Yo, I would have liked to have been like the fourth friend in David Justice's like nightclub pack in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like, like the guy who holds the door for them and like makes sure they have enough bottles. Bo- bo- I heard, water. I heard, you know, who used to get busy in Atlanta when he was a pro athlete was Andrew Jones. I heard, oh, yeah, I, I heard yeah, Andrew Jones I used that. to tear it up. Down yeah, in Atlanta. yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Do you know his his kid? Can you imagine what Deion Sanders did when he was playing for the Falcons uh, and the Braves I at know. the same time? I don't watch baseball, but I saw this meme that shows you how old you are. The number one and two picks in the amateur draft were Matt Holliday's kid yeah. and Andrew Jones's kid. Wow. Oh fuck that, me. Yeah, we're old. Yeah. That's what he's saying. We are some why are we talking? No one gives a fuck. <laughs> um, look, I don't believe the interim should be in place. I do believe the fight is perfect. Is Moreno just like? But what went wrong for Moreno? And I mean, Figueroa. I have a great answer for this. Oh, no, I have a great answer for this, dude. Sometimes the Henry Cejudo effect is a little oversold. He obviously is an enormously talented fighter, great champion in wrestling, great double champion in MMA. He's the real deal. But he can't make everybody something that they're not. He cannot guarantee wins. Nobody can. However, I think for Figueroa. He did wonders for him. Mm-hmm. Not so much in did he make his jiu-jitsu better. That motherfucker's jiu-jitsu was amazing already. Mm-hmm. But what he did do was tighten up his decision-making big time. Yeah. When to do things, what to do, what's the right approach, how do we get the win, how do we advance position, when do we advance position, all that shit. And what he didn't do was, <laughs> look at this fucking guy. Look at this fucking guy. 
Dude, you can't. I mean, I what was going on there? Dude, imagine you were like, I'm going to sign my career to do a show with an orangutan. <laughs> That's why, like, why you have to look at me during that. <laughs> dude, I think mean, I read that. Can you, he hates, this guy hates intimacy so much, he doesn't even want you to look at him. He's like fucking Yo, it's like, Dan <laughs> Snyder. There's always rules. Don't look at me, peasant. <laughs> All three ways have rules. No eye contact. I mean, come oh, on. Man. What was I even talking about? I don't even fucking remember. Oh, about the Henry Cejudo Lighten effect. Up, yes. So, dude, what he did for Figueredo was if you watch that last fight between the second fight and the mm-hmm. third fight, what was the big difference? Figueredo just did not make it a Moreno fight. Yeah. He didn't make it a scramble fest. Yeah, he didn't make it right. a slug fest. He didn't make it I go one, then you go one, then I go one, then you go one. He didn't make a trade, it didn't turn into like an offensive trade all the time. And as a consequence, Moreno had nothing to build off of, or at least not much to build off of, by virtue of some of the better choices Figgy was making. I give Henry Cejudo, and by the way, oh, yeah, man. shouts to our guy. You know him. Who? Captain America. Oh, dude. Eric. Dude, I know he's essentially. Eric Albarracine. I, I fuck with Eric Albarracine. I dude. love that guy, man. He's a fucking maniac. Yo, Chuck, he fits, that guy's a maniac. He would fit in the seat right yeah, here. Yeah, like, so yeah. he, don't know, he puts on. He, like, listen, I love Coach Eric. If you're watching this, you're great. But he shows up looking like a guy I don't understand. Right. <laughs> he has clothes I don't understand. He has. He says he's shit I don't understand. He, he, he would wear that Versace robe that you were talking about. He would wear it unironically. Dude, you should have seen that. We saw him. He was sending us. I'll say this nicely. He was sending us WhatsApp messages when we were all at the uh, Mayweather versus Paul fight. Yo, he was drunk as shit. Coach, <laughs> Captain Coach, you were drunk as a And, dude, you should have seen the glasses he had. He has big-ass glasses with these, like, dude, the chain was diamond-studded. I'd never seen it. was like, oh, yeah. it was like who's uh, Calvin Ford is uh, is uh, Gervonta's yes, trainer? Yeah, who's the, who's the guy, the inspiration behind the character? Yeah, but have you seen those big-ass chains he has for the glasses? Yes. So, dude, he just is a store weirdo. He puts on a vibe. Like he's a maniac, and I'm sure he is a maniac. He's also a fucking very good coach. Oh yeah, and he is. The Pitbull brothers are not successful. He's really like, meticulous guy too. Yeah. Hey, dude, he, really he is, is obsessive, I know. obsessive. And so I think that the dude. I think that those guys. Yeah. It's like Dwayne Lubbock at Team Alpha Male. It wouldn't work for everyone, but for the right yeah. kind of fighter and the right kind of scenario, it does wonders. They're selling. Remember, that, remember when selling Ann that Wolf? peanut butter on the, over the shelf? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, like I know. I know what you're talking he about. He doesn't that. know. I know. The, the Dwayne Lugwin. Yes. Yo, I know this. Oh, come on. I thought was that was your time. Do you know, um, remember when Ann Wolf, the, the former, uh, the Hall of Fame now women's boxer, became a trainer for James Kirkland? And she had the, like, old school dog style. She would hang a heavy bag on the front of her truck, and she would drive it. Or, sorry, uh, uh, she would drive it at him. So he'd have to, like, put, I mean, like, there was just, like, sick things that she would do. <laughs> and it made him, like, he was the perfect, uh, he was wired perfectly for that to work with. It's yeah. not for everybody, but it could turn you know, zeros into heroes, Luke, if you've, uh, you got ill. Yeah. Well, you can, you can see the alcohol hit. What's, <laughs> you can see it finally what's settled. Up? All right. Here, what's right. better for, what, what's BC, the better? I think it's time for the wheel. Yeah, yeah. What's the better scenario though? Like, cause obviously this is being a, a stand in fight for the one that was supposed to happen. Like, yes. What's the better scenario that Moreno gets his fourth yeah, fight with Figueredo. Better or, scenario for the UFC is that Moreno Kai wins Kai here, France. but you know, Kai Car France, it just, just as good. Of a better, shot. better for who better for, cause here's the thing. I uh, I got I don't know how true it is because I couldn't double verify it, but I did hear from someone pretty uh, you know who was kind of dialed in that the pay per views in the Oceanic region for two seventy six mm. were good, like were real yeah. good. Now their numbers were never going to match American numbers because pay per views is not the same kind of thing down there. But like for that market, it was pretty good. Can you imagine if you can throw in another oh, yeah. fucking champion on top of that yeah, raging man. inferno? Dude, the people at Timor Leste they'll be fired the hell up. Timor right? where? 
This is, it's an island nation. Luke. Oh, you said Timor, <laughs> East Timor. I'm sorry, I thought you were you literally know, saying Timor gibberish. And, you know, I thought you were. Like, dude, I thought you were just saying word like random. <laughs> no, no look, there's well, a method. After his last statement, I, I could see where you're coming from. Yeah, there is. Forgive, a forgive me for doubting your geography <laughs> capability. I'm sorry, uh, uh, but seriously, so you're asking better for who? If you're a Kiwi MMA fan, and now you've got this one, even if it's in a room, you know he's going to fight. Yeah. Forgive, dude. That is a huge fucking thing. Yeah. I think you're, what you're pointing at, what you're probably getting yeah. at, is Moreno was very popular with the with the American yeah. fans. The oh, American. yeah. Well, also, you want to build that Mexican fan base. you got a brawler champion to see him come back and have a chance to win it in a fourth fight against somebody. Yeah. I mean, are we com- concerned at all about long-term Figueredo's ability to make this weight class? I know it's a recurring topic, but, like, does has that changed at all? I know Figueredo now has uh, Uriah Faber. He's got a different management team. Hopefully, he'll be getting the type of payment he deserves. But... Um, <laughs> It, it, can he consistently make this? Because if he can make it, I mean, he's even a 34, dude. He can beat anybody any night. He's a freaking savage. I think he could. What about you? I haven't really been overly concerned about it. I don't know yeah. why. I feel like he's maybe just got it more under control, but obviously it is a factor. I think. Go to the PI. Dude, that's what I tell him. He's so, like, eccentric and um, and bizarre. And Figueredo? Kind of, yeah, yeah. And he's got, he's got the those guys around him. I feel like he could. I don't feel like he's fully tapped in terms of where he could go. And, and yeah, but if you look him. at his body, there's no more fat you can take off. That is true. But I feel like he, I mean, obviously, uh, he's so good for the class. I just, if he can stay there, I think he can. That's all I'm trying to say. I think he, he can stay Yeah, I mean, he, let's see. He can do women's hair, seriously. If you've never oh, seen oh, yeah. video. I mean, he's. He can make a mean roll of sushi. He was a sushi chef. So. And, like, I think he's worked on, like, you know, manual labor on farms and shit yeah. like that, too. Dude, that like, win that's he a had, very weird. He won't get the, the love in this country. The English language barrier is a big part of it. But that's like Randy Couture-like, that win. Which one? The win that Figueredo just had against Moreno. Oh, yes. The guy that just finished him in a one-sided fight, he comes back and finishes at 34 in the smallest weight class. Dude, which that's we, like Randy Couture, Tim Sylvia shit. Seriously. Yeah, if he'd be able, oh, I don't know what he, where he fits in Brazil, which has so many legends and has a, always has a high-ranking pound-for-pound hierarchy of who the best and you know loved and celebrated is. I don't even know if he's on the radar in that level. But, dude, like this, that was a... Man, win. That was a manly-ass yeah. win. I didn't expect it. I thought Moreno, because yeah. after the second fight, I was like, oh, Moreno is the better of these two now. Absolutely. I you thought, okay, so they, there was a season. That first fight was a great fight draw, yeah. and now it's going to be the younger guy every and time. And also, like I've said this before, it's as a general rule, and of course there are exceptions, this being one of them. In a general rule, in an MMA trilogy, the person who wins the second typically wins the third. Right. Um, and so uh, I thought Moreno was going to go in there and just kind of coast. Nope. Dude, uh, do we see a... A fourth and fifth with them? I mean, what's the what's the possibility here? Fifth, fourth. fourth I mean, he's yeah. got to be Kai Kawa friends, obviously, but they're going to see each other in some form again for a fourth yeah. time. There's no question. But yeah, they'll see each other. I don't know about a fifth. Could I don't it know what would have to happen in this next fight. Yeah, I mean, first we got this one coming yeah. up. For, so, I mean, okay, BC, how seriously do you take KKF's chances? I take him really serious, and it's not that I doubt Let Moreno, me see those odds one more time. Moreno's also human. And sometimes it does come down to momentum. That's why Moreno's got a lot to answer here coming off of a loss of that nature, of sh- for sure. He's still young enough and not worried about that. Yeah. But France is the surging piece of the two, and sometimes in fights that matters. Like, look, if all things are even and the only potential difference is the momentum that France is riding, that could mean something if they go five rounds of, of high-speed, high-paced yeah. theater, you know? Uh, our friends at Caesars, again, at the time of this recording, our friends at Caesars have Kai Car of France as a plus 170, Brandon Moreno minus 200. Wow. There are some other places that the have him under that. minus 200, but it's mostly around there. Okay. Yo, yo, KKF can win this, okay? Oh, yeah. KLF so. is going to rock you. How does he do it? By decision. 
Don't feel like he can out wrestle Moreno. Could be wrong. No, it's got to be it's got to be high scramble. high speed boxing. It's got to be you know. I think it's so. got to be what flyweights used to be all about. Just spark plugs, put them out there. Now they bang. I Back think then, I think you got to I think you got to uh, if if you if you're Kai Kara France, I think your best bet is you got to draw out reactions from Moreno, yeah, and yeah. you got to make him pay. Yeah. On the in between. The five round thing, obviously. Back I think you got to gas him though. See. You got to put that pace on. Yeah, of course. You might level changing and even clinching and make him work, and but you just don't want to find yourself in a scenario where you're losing an underhook battle. And now you're getting pressed up against the fence. And but he Figueroa, we can, you can watch his stamina degrade as the fight's happening. He puts so much into every strike that if you get him into high level, no, no, sorry, but I mean Moreno, like for Kaikar France, like what is a realistic path against Moreno? I think you have to make him react and then catch him in the middle of those things, yeah. which, which he does have the capacity to do. Uh, but it's not easy. In terms of action rounds. and the, the their styles and everything, looking forward to this one more than the main event in terms of the actual fight itself, what it could present. In terms of the actual yeah. fight itself, well. Yeah, yeah, it's a yes, fight. I think yes, so, too. Yes, I but, I, so but I mean, the questions that we yeah. asked about the main event are so much bigger. Right, yes, yeah, 100%. Like. Uh, Just in yeah, the action, yeah. Yeah, the action should be uh, should be pretty interesting on this one. We're going to skip a couple of these, BC. I do want to talk about your favorite fighter, who is legitimately one of my favorite fighters, but I say Just it ironically. she retired. Huh? <laughs> Jessica, I retired, okay? Only fans still going strong. Let her walk away on her own terms, please. <laughs> was she the one selling? I saw a headline. It was like they were selling used socks on OnlyFans. No, that's uh, Felice Herrig. She's making a killing so, selling. Just guys making a ton of Foot picks and, and used socks. Making a killing. Those I, though. I mean, dudes are the worst. Dudes, dudes are, are the so worst. Gross. Here we go, evil. Here we go. I'm not gonna clap. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna clap. I'm not gonna clap. Uh, BC, it's gonna open the main card. I want to talk about it very quickly. Anthony Smith taking on Mega Man Uncle Live. Anthony Smith. That's a great three fight. fight win streak. All three by friend finishes. Friend of the program, Anthony yeah. Smith. Friend, well, friend yeah. of one half of the program, anyway. Maybe two thirds. Yo, Anthony Smith is factory time <laughs> MMA approved. He right? is kind of factory time MMA approved. But I gotta say, and I'm sure Anthony Smith knows this because he's not a dumb guy. That there's a hammers in the closet and they're all made in Russia. That fucking guy he has to fight yeah. is yeah. not a joke at all. All right, is it in play that? The winner of this fight, if done spectacularly, could cut the line and get the next title shot. Is that in play? I know it's crowded and congested, and there's different scenarios here in terms of where this might go. But is that in play? A lot of people think it's going to be. I like it should be since it's not definitive yet. Like what's going to happen there? I, I know like that Yuri said he wants. Yeah. Glover again. Yeah. I don't know if UFC automatically rewards that because they love Glover yeah. and they know it's going to be a great fight, right? It's going to be a freaking great fight, the rematch. Even if it's one-sided, it's yeah. going to be the kind of fight the UFC wants. Actually, you know what? The UFC um, really should run that back. Which one? The, glo the Glover one. Yeah. I'm telling you, they should okay. run that back. But you're asking, like, what's the real potential here? I don't think so. I don't think that someone could really skip the line. Of course, you never know. Anything's possible. Yeah. So yada, the winner yada. of this could face Jan. Well, that is possible. Yes, too, right? that's also a real possibility. Fight. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't. I don't know when Rakic is coming back. I think he's still got some time to heal, yeah. so he's not really relevant in that sense right now. I think the winner. I mean, here's the thing: for Smith to win this, this would you could argue not name value in terms of popularity because he beat Rashad, he beat Shogun, but in terms of like credibility right. wins, that's that's it. This yeah. might be the most credible win if he gets it on his resume. Conversely, for someone like Ankalaev, who had a bit of a yeah, performance against Tiago Santos, I think beating a guy who's on a hot streak like Smith, who as is improved as Smith is, who is as battle tested as Smith mm -hmm. is, in would, and out of the cage. Yes, life uh, 
True, no, truly, dude, dude. That dude is tough I as fucking nails. I give credit to nails. those people that persevere. Some man. of yeah. us have always recognized the, his capacity for this kind of thing. <laughs> Others have not. You know, I, I, I'd like to invite him to the couch room oh service. No, God. seriously, he, dude, he'd be great. And oh, he'd be Smith. perfect. And, I talk, I talk, I, we, we talked to him when we were in. Uh, it made the documentary a little bit. Me and BC. How, how long did you talk to him in? Uh, in, in I didn't know what, how he was going to feel that because you know he could he could have come for the throne and I would have had to you know yeah. <laughs> take the L of course. Yeah. But uh, he was like, yo, I could be I could be really mean to you right now and mad, you know, for the shit you talk and i'm like you know all things considered you know you got in the yeah, way 100%. of a of a i've tried to tell i've tried to you know tell i i, I used your situation too, to fuck luke the thing of anthony smith he just got caught in the way but you know that's fine that no doesn't mean what i mean about him and what i know i've told anthony that, like like yeah. when bc says anthony what he's smith. really trying to do is stick it to me you should believe him i mean he's you should he's believe me out too like just for doubting him against john jones back then i mean he's like that though you know what i mean he's gonna tell you should keep receipts look i love it i love it no one wants to be in a situation where you say something stupid and then there is a receipt. Yeah. You get, you know, embarrassed in public. Nobody wants to be there. Although it's our job to say stuff, honestly, by the way. The whole real talk yeah, like Mindy, like, that's a freaking job, it. okay? So you should, a tough be, one. you should be stepping up to that. But I'm never afraid for any fighter to use something, some afterthought that we gave on a podcast as fuel. You should use it as fuel. You know what I mean? Also, I, I'll, take, I'll take a fighter being mad and at least being direct about it. Versus the ones who are mad and then won't tell you what the problem is. Well, oh, the reason which, why, by the way, there's a fair amount of. And the reason why I think they should <laughs> too many actually thank us for this is because we... Okay, ex- now you're getting... No, okay, okay, I don't mean it like that. I don't mean, like, let me abuse you and then you could... <laughs> they should me. all blow us no, uh, for dignifying like, them. Look, that's the pulse of the moment. The pulse of the moment isn't always accurate, right? Yeah, that's you're, right. You're only graded on your most recent performance, so it is up to you to turn that around. But if you want to use the bullshit we say as fuel, go ahead. I'm not sure. mad at you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not mad if you're mad at me. Yeah. Because that's okay. what they Darren pay Ravel. me to do, Chuck. The BC, yeah, let's, Ravel, you're, let's, you're pulling it they right pay now. me to be an asshole. BC, let's center this conversation then a little bit, which is to say, now that you have probably had to rethink a little bit, at least your position on Anthony Smith, how do you understand him as a fighter, and how do you understand his chances here? Uh, he's very consistent. He's very well-rounded. He's very solid. I, there's, he's not going to implode on you, okay? The key with him in my eyes in terms of the times I get critical with him is does he have that plus side to his game? Is there something about his game that isn't just a tough out in every yeah. category? You're not going to expose him in one side for the most part, but does he also have that plus to come over the top and win? At a certain level, he does. He's been to this spot before, knocking on the door of a, of a title shot. He's fought for the title before, yeah. and I always give him credit for how he handled that potential DQ against John Jones. Oh, yeah, he could whether, have taken that. Whether anybody oh, cares yeah, about the, the value in that, I saw his personal values come out in that, and I was like, that's a real sportsman right there. Kind of like the Michelle Watterson Gomez with the tap and Lemos kind of, you know, like that was a moment to me. I'm like, you know, be real in that moment. So, uh, but, you know, Anthony Smith can fight on this level and you're not going to take advantage of him. But what is going to be that evolution to his game or maybe in this matchup, that opening where he can be better than that, where he can finish a guy or at this level, because this is a tough fight for Anthony Smith. He has a chance to win. I don't know what the odds are. I think they should be respectful and close. But but what's what am this, what is he not shown yet that maybe he can to get over this type of this home? is actually very familiar because he's he's almost patternistic the way he's kind of gone he had three fight win streak he runs into Tiago Santos he has a three fight win streak gets the title shot John Jones he's on a three fight win streak it's like the same thing again where he's uh, he's putting it together and I would say that this is the most surprising run because they're all finishes he's looked very good um, after that Glover beatdown I was sort of like maybe this is it for him he's kind of put himself back in that position. This but is, is that the biggest fight criti- of his career in that way. Chuck, I feel is like that fair because, criticism? Because he's like he's at that point now where it's like if he doesn't get this done, you know, it's probably it probably is time for him. He's got other gigs. He's very good at what he does. And outside. by the way, he is yeah. very good on TV. Yeah. So it's like 
I feel like this will be his big moment, as big as the John Jones fight. You know, it's it's as big for him because I feel like this is that test. He's always going against that guy who's a buzzsaw, but he never has gotten over that guy. I know he's beat some of the legends. Is it fair to, to judge so this would him be for the that, guy. though? So as a fan, if you're an educated fan, whoever cares about what this value is, mm-hmm. is it fair to look at Anthony Smith and have those reservations and say, although you've been here before, I don't know if I see it one more time in you. Like, is that fair, or has he shown us enough? He's consistent, but he's going to have to be great to beat Uncle Liev, Luke. He's yeah, be I great. don't think of it in those terms necessarily. I think of it, I, I always, I will and things like, you know, the ability to rise to the occasion, these are intangibles, but they are real. They're just hard to pinpoint about when it's going to show up and when it's not. So I try to just have a much more of a baseline conversation around skills. I had said that uh, earlier in this program, just a few minutes ago, that Ankalaev might be his most quality win. But to answer your question, let's circle back to that. What would you say are his two most quality wins? I would argue, not name value, I would argue the win over Volkan Uzdemir at the time in which he beat him, and more importantly, Gustafsson, right? Because how did he beat both of them? A lot of different ways are important, but mainly with grappling, particularly back control. You're asking what's a real way to get there. What's the one loss that Ankalaev has in UFC? It's Paul Craig. He got submitted. He'll marry at the end. Now, granted, granted. He was going he into a situation. Paul Craig, we all know the bit. Oh, I'm the damsel in distress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming to my guard. And then he snatches him up. He's sneaky. <laughs> That's He's how he gets sneaky. women, too. I know it. I know it. Uh, probably. Probably. <laughs> He's sneaky like that. That's not going to work. Smith is going to have to apply it all to him, to a guy who's going to be resisting it hardcore. And in that sense, Ankalaev probably is the favorite. And you know, and I and I, I understand and appreciate sure that. Is. But you're asking for a real path to victory. Dude, Anthony Smith's path, ground yeah. game and his in yeah. particular his back control for a big man is some of the best in the division. Okay, I want to love Anthony Smith. So is this the type of win where he starts to get even though he's not as old as Glover, but Glover's sort of setting a new mm-hmm. template for how to remain relative and elite and never really fall too far down, but also be in striking distance for a potential, you know, two fight, three fight mm-hmm. win streak to get a title shot. Anthony Smith's not young. But his game is still really consistent across the board. This would be like a not folk hero win. I mean, it's not that far apart in odds, but it would be like, damn, this guy's still evolving his game at this age and still putting it together. I'd have a lot of respect for him if he goes out there and has a way to, to, to win this fight on his own terms. I want to see it, Luke. I'm, I'm, I want to yeah. cheer for him because he uh, is of that blue collar scrap that I love and respect outside of just joking around with you. As a fan, I want to see him get this win. But there's people that are telling me, that they think Uncle Live's the best in this division at the right. moment, right now. Right. So we, you know, we got to see it play out. But there's think, people that believe that, yeah. Luke. Do you think, though, this would be his biggest victory? Uh, I think it would be arguable. Yeah. I think it would be arguable. Because didn't he get labeled as a guy who was stopping older names for a while? Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, or, you know yeah, like good, like good fighters, not yeah. great ones. Yeah. Rashad uh, at that point. I mean, a lot of these guys you were supposed to be, probably, even though they had the name value. Like, a lot, there are a lot of those guys. But this one, I mean, I feel like everybody's kind of counting. To your point, how he came back from the Glover one. Yeah, how he came back emotionally yeah, from yeah. that Dude, loss. Even I, as an admirer of Anthony Smith, even I after that he's, fight, I was like, "Shit, yo, he's I tough know, as man. shit. He's I tough. Know. He's uh, but, like all stupid bits aside, he's tough as shit." But, uh, but the reality is, like what BC I think is asking is, it's it's not easy to get a title shot. It's very difficult. Most fighters yeah. never do it. But you have seen a number of scenarios where some someone in any weight class makes a push, they get a title shot, yeah. and then that's the only time they get a title shot. Right, but to fall to get into that space, then fall out, and then kind of reinsert yes, your space—that is when you like there can be like I feel like Dustin Poirier has achieved something like that, right? Okay, yeah. he would, couldn't beat Habib. How do you or, recreate yourself or over Charles and right over again? But, but that guy figured it out. He actually yeah. got back to that space, and that is to me is like hugely yeah. commendable. I think Smith could do something very much like that with that here. I think this victory would have that feeling. If he's able to get by a guy that everybody thinks he's going to lose to, I, I don't know I don't know the line, but I'm guessing he's a fairly big underdog. If he's able to do that, 
I feel like this would be that hurdle that we haven't seen him clear. Yeah. Where it would actually be like, okay, maybe he does have something to offer the title like picture. Maybe he can win the title at this uh, twilight moment of his career. You know what I mean? Especially if he finishes again, because that'd be four finishes in a row. This that type of resurrection, we've seen a few of them that'd be over great. the years, but it would be And on the flip side you'd be lying though if you said you saw it coming. If Uncle Live you know? drops the hammer on the flip side, we're all gonna go, Okay, I've I've seen that spirit yeah. in him before right. and now it's yeah. time to add him to that list of BC's hammers that are coming on. <laughs> you know, I mean he's the guy's definitely, guy, definitely You know this from the time we started watching MMA, light heavyweight was the glamour division. Oh, yeah. And dude, t- sometimes titles, you know, obviously when John Jones came around, the whole thing changed. And you know, you had Couture had a little bit of a reign and Chuck had a little bit of a reign. But in general, dude, that light heavyweight title gets passed around like a motherfucker, man. Well, John had a lockdown. For <laughs> I'm saying yeah. once once he had it, it was kind of before over. John. It was great. That was this one is, of the most fun. Runs that's ever. exactly the motherfucking point I'm making. <laughs> that we are. That's literally tuned. what I'm saying. We are so in tune. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I'm just pointing out it could be that this is just well, we're we're back to that. Yuri yeah. wins one time. Yeah, Uncle yeah, I wins so. the next. You know. Okay, let me double down on that topic. Um, to to throw back a high court joke, this division like a year ago was no worse than third worst overall in the entire sport. <laughs> Only women's Bantam and Feather were worse than it. Do you think that the the rebuilding after the Jones era has has now gotten to the point where we're seeing fruit where it's not as bad anymore? I mean, where do you rank it's this division? It's funny because it's still some of the relics. You know, Glover Teixeira, and now we're talking we were talking about uh, Anthony Smith. It's the still division the guy. Of life now. Yeah, Doesn't I think life. that that's where Uncle I have becomes a factor, right? Like guys like that Yuri being who he is. I feel like there there's enough new blood there to kind of give it that fresh coat because for the longest time, man, that division just felt like it was the same guy. It was John Jones and then like four guys who were like had been in the division for 10 years, you know. They just didn't feel like real threats. I feel like you got good threats. <laughs> yo, yo, let me explain something to you about Brian Campbell. Here's what Brian Campbell will do. Brian Campbell will see a glass and be like, oh, is there dried blood in the bottom of this? And then just pour water on top. I mean, that's top. not fully true. That's Dude, like it, doesn't, like, it doesn't matter what's in that Ugh. cup. He will just pour water Does on top of it. Does this shirt make me look fat, or is it just the, my, my choices? Uh, but hold on, let's talk about Ankalaev, because let's say he wins. And I know that bringing this up in MMA, no one cares because everyone just, you know. You, you can you can just say racist shit in the sport and no one cares. You can, <laughs> yeah, you can get by with it. So yeah. in the case of Ankalaev, I don't know if that, that's the case. I, I've heard nothing. But what I am pointing out is he does have a relationship with Ramzan Kadyrov. Mm-hmm. Okay, does the UFC get at all trepidatious <laughs> about putting that guy okay, forward? Normally, I would because say, of Disney. Disney does. Yeah. Disney doesn't lay the hammer down very often. But when they lay it down, they lay it. Chuck, let me down. be the relay guy to get all this right, question right, to you right. and say this. All right. In the past, if Luke would bring this up and be like, all right, dude, like I get at your core what you're saying is right, but like I just want to see the fights. Who gives a fuck? That's changed on the boxing side because of Daniel Kinahan, because of yes. now Tyson Fury not being allowed to fly to yeah, the States, point. presumably his brother not being allowed yeah. to fight to, to fight Jake Paul. Because of that factor and how law is stepping in to prevent certain fights from being made, should we care about this on the same equal level for MMA and the future of how it could affect UFC fighters? We should. But <laughs> I don't know. Being sensitive so, as shit and not, you know. I mean? I mean, we should be caring about these things. I mean, we've been seeing this for a long time. A lot of fighters have been involved in different ways um, this way, and there's a there's a very small minority of people raising this into public consciousness. And, I, and you know, every now and again, even Dana has probably asked about this type of thing. Just nothing has happened. I do think that you're right, though. If there's a bigger spotlight or a bigger scrutiny on this type of thing, and it's coming from Disney or something like that, I could see that 
being a bit of a problem, man. I don't uh, know. Listen, the, here's, here's the Disney issue. shut Tai Chi Palace down. Yeah. You know that shit listen, at the end of the day. Here's, yeah, I'm sure they did. And that's why they haven't gone back, because Disney was like, no fucking way yeah. are we going back there. But... Uh, <laughs> The truth Dana of, owes them. Okay, but this he is the truth them. of the, from my vantage point, what, what, is the, what is the should fans care or not care right. about Kadyrov? Here's my answer. They can decide that for themselves. Mm-hmm. I cannot decide that for them. What I do think I can do for them is give them the information to make a choice about it, right? I might have my opinion about what it is, and I have no idea. These guys, who knows what pressure they're under and their families being threatened? Who the fuck knows? No one really knows. So I don't know what the answer is either. I have a personal opinion about it, but I don't know what the answer is. But it, people ask, why are you even covering it? Dude, make your own call about it. Yeah. If you think that you don't care, then don't care about it. But the audience does deserve to know. Yes. I think that's where I can draw the line and say, I can't go. I can't retreat more from that. You have a right to know about it. So and it. I'd say 90% of the audience probably doesn't, doesn't care. That, and, <laughs> that, then that, and that's the choice yeah. that's made. But the people shouldn't stop talking about it or stop asking yeah. about it. You can make what choice you want to make. But if that's public knowledge about a public figure, there should be some scrutiny about that from the media, period. Fight game going back generations to boxing. I mean, it's yeah. just been tied to so much darkness on the yes, outside. Yes, I understand. So if understand you dig up the, the roots of combat sports, it's all going to be sad. I mean, there's just a story Dude, in boxing in... about a, a, a promoter got caught in, you know, under oath saying that, you know, they paid off to the WBA to get their oh, fighters yeah. ranked. And it's like, yeah, that's just been going on forever. <laughs> all the time. Dude, I, I, listen. And, but, like, it's the same thing. There's a lot of can hands of Kadyrov. I know those are extreme in this category, yeah. but there's a lot of others circling around there that are regularly doing business in the fight game today. And kind of, it's still the Wild West for a reason, Luke. I understand. I accept that. You know, we've talked about this privately a million times. I understand that, and I accept that, and I accept mm-hmm. that I bear some complicity in that in doing business in this in this world. I yeah. I understand it. The, the only thing I object to the most is like, why are you bringing this up? Because it's I fucking know. public news about a public figure. Like, of course it matters. So that's my only that's my only grudge. Is that stir. Yeah, shit stir. <laughs> Who cares? Um, you can decide not okay, to then care. Okay, let me put a bow on this Russian conversation. You see any holes yet in Uncle Iev that have given you any pause, or is it really? Does he look to be the goods up to this point? He's the goods. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've heard the people say that he threw that first fight. Hail Mary, one second left. Here's the clacks. Gives up that first one. Paul Craig, because he was such a big betting favorite, right? Like, no, so Paul Craig just did the Paul Craig magic. <laughs> Dude, Paul Craig is the best. But that's the worst you can do. His fucking game point is amazing. Out no, he's, dude, he's, he's so he's, great. I think he's um, he's the real deal. I, I, I had him, like, I guess, what, last year, whenever we were talking about this, um, pretty much bookmarked or dog-eared or whatever to become a champion at some point in this division. So yeah. I haven't changed. Nothing's changed there. So here's a question for you, BC. He beats... Tiago Santos, but it's not a lot. It's a lot of clinching. It's not a lot of throwing. It wasn't like yeah, Uncle Ivan. Let my head up bang. Bro. So here's the thing. Up until that fight, I was like, dude, Uncle Ivan is absolutely unafraid of contact. Now, what some people said was he was, bl- was blowing through people so easily he wanted a fight. Not to be boring in that sense, but he wanted to go the full five, and that was just kind of how he managed it because he thought he might get a title shot from it, right? How much of that fight do you think was oh? So maybe there is some issues with like risk uh, management. Yeah, I mean, or or was it just a different explanation? All right, here's the deal. There's got to be a flaw in there. All right, nobody's a perfect right. fighter across the board. Somebody's gonna have. Sometimes that implosion spot is 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 a deep well. Sometimes it's just a puddle. But like. I don't know. There's got to be something <laughs> that's a little bit off that we're going to find when he finds somebody who's as equal in that, that he's not able to rise to the next level. Intangible-wise, though, and that falls under that in terms of your game planning or IQ, dude, I just haven't seen enough to, to give yeah. me a legitimate fear. I mean, you know, my love of Zabit 
survived his performance against Calvin Cater in round out, three. You got to be bummed out about that retirement. I am bummed out about it. Yeah. If he wants to help the world heal, yeah, as a doctor, yeah, he's guy's a hero. By the way, <laughs> people are overblowing that third round against Cater. I mean, come yeah. on, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to overblow on the same ground. No, dude, Uncle Why I, are you the way you are? I'm fantastically <laughs> flawed. Um, I will say, though, that Uncle I have, yeah, dude, uh, is my, I don't, it's like I'm in this mode where I'm just taking every, Mago, you got Mago Man in your name? Yes, you're in my pile well, of exactly, hammers. Yes. But that they're, is all, they're true, all fucking man. hammers, dude. They're all hammers. I know. I'm going to rename my kid to Mago Man. She's just going to beat Mago the fuck man. out of kids in preschool. Mirab. Mirab. <laughs> Um, Devolish Tuki. Yeah, Devolish Tuki. That's right. Uh, to, to answer the question from my vantage point, uh, you can tell me if you disagree. I think Ankalaev is uh, fully capable of beating anyone in that division. I agree. 100%. That's the only question that matters. Who can he beat? And the answer is all probably all of them. Yeah. Probably all of them. Uh, but he has to prove it, of course. Right. You can't just because it's capable in theory. Like, there's some guys you look at and you're like, that. he can't beat everyone. He has that feel, though. Yeah, Ankal- it feels right. inevitable. I get that he's going to be in those spots, you know. So. Um, Chuck, I, tough question. All right. Does John Jones ever fight at 205 again? No. I don't I don't think so. Dude, this guy has spent all this time balking. Okay. Fuck no. Yeah. No. So. Does he ever fight so, again? Yeah, does he ever fight when, again? <laughs> so if Uncle I is the real deal and we expect him to fight for the title, who would it be against? What's this timeline going to look like? This division is it's pretty fun right now. It, it is. is it, fun, it, it's climbed from in the basement. It's it's now kind of kind of kind of matters again. So. Finally. Finally, it's taken a while, man. So, I mean, who's going to – I don't even know. Like, that's that's the existential question in this topic. Yeah. It's like I have no idea who's going to be the next 205 champ. Yeah. Is Yuri build, building a runner? Is that not sustainable with that style, Luke? I mean, I do think he can do better against it's Glover it. if that's the fight. Dude, a guy who fights that tooth and nail is going to beat a lot of good guys, but that can't right. be a sustainable style. I mean, like is, you said, it's just going to be a baton pass. One to the next. Is Alkaliyev the, like the perfect type of kryptonite should Prohatska end up being there when if he gets to the title level? Yeah. <laughs> I think so, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like I like that. You didn't hesitate. Chuck didn't right. hesitate. I see that your glasses are empty, so let's wrap this up a little bit. Yo, why aren't you enjoying this, man? I feel like you're the, the automatic designated driver who's just, like, bringing the mood down. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> I am the designated driver. You kind of look like me at the live show right now, and yeah. I hate you for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. That was a very apt metaphor. Please let me finish driving this car. Show, by the way. Uh, yes. Two other fights quickly on that main card. Heavyweight. Derek Lewis. This will be in Dallas. So he'll be relatively hometown. Yeah. Taking on Sergey Pavlovich on a three-fight win streak. All three by first-round stoppage. Is that the Cavs guard? <laughs> Isn't that Della Vadova? Sasha Pavlovich? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm like a... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, what do you think? You got big, big interest somebody, in this somebody, one? Somebody should be knocked out, right? I think Derek Lewis, 20 of... 20, of his 24 fights have been finishes, and yeah. the other guy, all of his UFC fights finishes. And he lost the over It's just the perfect, you know, yeah. two slabs going at each other until one goes down. I mean, here's the thing. If, if this ends up getting looked at as a comeback fight for Derek Lewis, and it kind of offers that potential, right, like where you're like, okay, he's still Derek Lewis. He's still knocking MFers out. Is there a fight that's capable of being made that you would, like, be fired up for for Lewis? Or has that kind of run its course? Damn, you don't even want to talk about this one. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I mean, Aspinall, depending on how things go with Blades. I mean, uh, him and John Jones. John Jones that would be... is another fun one, sure, yeah. Um, dude, the, the, there's, there's a lot of, dude, Derek Lewis. Rematch was, with uh, Tui? You could do Francis, too, depending on what happens with Francis. Um, mm-hmm. Tui, uh, I wouldn't want to do Tui right again. I mean, Francis, Derek Lewis, one was a. Oh you could do God. a rematch with Volkov, right, because he beat Volkov. Yeah, but, I would like um, to see that, actually. But anyway, uh, I don't have like a, I'll say this, if, if Lewis beats Pavlovich, uh, I don't know that it would represent something new right. for Derek, but if he loses, he's beat these kind of guys. If he, you know. 
Also, Pavlovich had a bad UFC debut, but he actually yeah. could be better than we think he is. Right? right? Like Romanov has come out of nowhere, kind of like all yeah. and like oh, I actually. Here, do you think we we look at Drazen Petrovic historically as better than he actually was, and sort of a reverse Kurt Cobain type deal of situation, <laughs> or maybe the same right on? Like, what was he going to escalate and become like the guy? I mean, he took it at Jordan in '93 before he died. You know, could shoot, could shoot. <laughs> Croatian <laughs> sensation, right? Yeah. Oh. I mean, do you ever just let it go and just have fun? Just yeah, like, just, yeah, just yeah. welcome be to like the Tom Campbell Cruise experience. in that movie, right? You know, not worth your business. Yeah, just fuck, say fuck it, dude. Right? Ding, 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 like, let's. Ding, I go. thought you were gonna say, well, I don't want to say the movie, the other Tom Cruise movie where he had to look after someone. Eyes wide shut. You're talking about oh, with the cancels parties there with the. Uh, uh, Yo, Chuck, if you if your wife was like, hey, hey, Chuck, I you know met a new couple at work, and you know they kind of want to like invite us to their friend circle, and it's cool, and you're like, yeah, whatever, I'll be a nice, I'll be a nice husband, and then you show up, and it's a fucking eyes wide shut party, would you tell us? Would I tell you that like because you and you're like we, we've come too far, we're here, we got to take part, honey, whatever this Do entails. You watch the boys. Mm. The, okay, well, I guess I can't make it. So, hero, Chuck, you're in it. I mean, too. you've got a mask on. People's clothes are leaving. Things are happening. Like, do you tell us, or is that a secret that you and your wife take to the grave? I'm serious about this. I'm serious about this. <laughs> I would tell you guys. <laughs> See, okay, it's have justified. You? Pretty honest. justified. You, has this happened? No. That's why people look. Dude, he's undefeated in the public's eye. That's why the people love him. Right honestly, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Damn. All right, the other fight on Chuck's the main card. Pure, man. Colorado. The other fight on the main I didn't card. to be stuck in eyes wide shut. All right, <laughs> the other fight on the main card, last but not least, very quickly, another flyweight contest. Uh, Alexandre Pantoja mm. taking on Alex Pierre. Low key off camera, you were like, fuck that fight. I'm like, are you kidding me? Flyweight's delivered, dude. Said, fuck that fight. But it's not, it's my least favorite on the main card. Yeah. I'll put it that way. But you, do you share the. It's not a bad fight by any no, stretch. Sure. Dude, it's, it's a good, good fight. It's a good fight. No, no. It's a fine fight, but it's like of all the ones I have rooting interest in in some capacity. Would you believe both guys are believing that no one's talking about their name right now in the in the larger elite flyweight Especially picture? Especially Pantoja. You Especially know, so Pantoja. they both are going to be hungry as shit. Dude, I, have we seen Perez? Perez hasn't fought right? since. Like, I was going to say, we haven't seen him since the title fight. So, and he lost in 2020. It's been that long That's for been, him. Dude, they are going to be so hungry. You're going to end up, this is going to be the fight That's of the possibly. night. You're going to eat work. You're going to eat. You're gonna eat I'm not in any way saying it's a bad fight. It's not a bad fight. But I, I, in terms of where I care, I care about the Anthony Smith fight. Yeah. I care about the co-main and then the main. Those are my, that's why I led, led the show with him. So there you go. Chuck, do you really believe he dunked in high school? Like, do you really? Like, pretty tall. Yeah, but he he was like the debate team captain. Dunk, really? Dude, in, I could so do, I could do a running, I could do a running like, you know. With an actual basketball, not a With an actual basketball, right. I do believe it. I mean, he is a big human. I'll give him yeah. that. He's yeah. he's is he an athlete? I don't know. He's no. rolled. No, no, no. I'm very average. I'm very average. <laughs> but I am tall. I am tall. You I did want to see. You footage, did beat but... me in a free throw contest once. No one will ever see it apparently. But you did. You know, well, it wasn't a very decorated contest. <laughs> we were... It's like Showtime was like, we want you guys to go play uh, free throw contest. Like, okay, and then they take us to like literally the epicenter of urban blight. Yeah. I they had like, edited wow. out a few of my. What was this? <laughs> yeah. How did I miss this? It never came yeah. out. It's just oh, like, it's like, like the basement playing tapes. in a baseball. Oh, sorry, it's like Chinese democracy. I think Dude, you'll get oh, that. It's yeah. like <laughs> never came Dude, out. The court was like like someone had cut up milk crates, and you, you had to play on. It was like well, there wasn't pavement or anything yeah. like that. And then across the street, there was this like abandoned fucking warehouse, and there was with, like, two broken out like, windows. Yo, it was kind of like it didn't have it. No, straight up. A New Jack City vibe. It definitely had a New wow. Jack City. Dude, and there were people that were, like, driving by being like, what are y'all doing here? And we're like, oh, we're just playing basketball. And they were like, dude, it was, 
Sketchball City. <laughs> Yo, how cool was Nino in that movie, Wesley Snipes? Right? Just, he was <laughs> pretty man. I haven't seen and that That's so what long. you guys think of this Pantoja. Yeah, play. so yeah. this answers <laughs> the question about the, uh, you did all that shit talking. <laughs> you don't have anything to say about oh, the fight. Oh, man, that's hilarious. You know, I, I love this game. The show, you know, growing out with you. Because here's the thing. It's like, Luke, we would be having this conversation even if that guy wasn't sitting in the No, we wouldn't. Right there. You would tell me you didn't want to hang out. You would go back to your room. You would order Uber Eats, and then you would text me about the heartburn you got from the second plate I mean, of... That, some of that story is very accurate. He, <laughs> he wants me to be more physically intimate with him, but I have, I have boundaries to me. Like, what do you want from me? You know what I want? Hey, Brian, you want to get dinner? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Don't ever talk to me! I'm like, okay, uh... Oh, man. Oh, we're, a, a, we're a two old bitches, right? I mean, we a are just, yeah. odd couple. I don't Love think it. we should do this any longer. Chuck, you want to plug anything? Uh, not really. I hate doing that, but I will do it anyways because I will be in trouble. He's like, yeah, the entire 115-pound division. <laughs> I mean, Chuck, that's so unnecessary. That's ridiculous. Okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give, I'll give you that one. Um, your other ones, I want you to know, all of your other ones sucked. You bombed on every single one. That was a hit. That was a hit. That was crazy. That was a hit. Bring your MMA show. Your boy, Ari Hawani. And, uh, Yo, I know girl. that guy. I know yeah. that guy, Hawani. So we do that show every Thursday and Saturday. Well, most Thursdays. But Yo, what do you so. think of his devil-breasted stew revolution? Yeah. Did you see it? He did. Uh, yeah, you talking about the, uh, the uh, Paul, Paul and Raheem press? I mean, yo, Ariel Loki is doing big shit right now. Shout out. It's but what about yeah. that suit game, Chuck? Suit Be was, honest. Uh, surprising. It was surprising. It's bold. Yeah. It's very bold. It jumped out. And realistically, come on. He's making predictions about the 2023 Knicks winning. Uh, I mean, he has his own. I mean, didn't he be, be a, wasn't he a fake Raptors fan when they won the championship? There's a lot I got to talk to Ariel. <laughs> well, about. obviously, I've only, I've only known note him for a while. He had to take note. He was going with the Jazz. The Jazz. I don't know. Why. Oh no, no, no. He was friendly with some of the know, uh, know, some of the folks who worked in the organization. He is. I mean, he, listen. There's nothing worse than a Knicks fan who goes Bing Bong. I mean, they're the worst people <laughs> on earth. Okay. <laughs> But but he is a diehard Knicks fan. He has always been a diehard Knicks fan as long as I've known him. Yo, yo, that's true. That's true. I'll give. And he's been a diehard Knicks fan when a lot of New York wasn't. Let me tell you that. All right. Neither here nor there. That's Brian Campbell. That is the Iceman himself, Chuck Mendenhall, the man in the hat, Luke Thomas. This is your pregame preview. UFC 277. Enjoy the fights, bitches. Yo, two of the toughest people from Connecticut on this couch right now, motherfuckers. Peace. Uh,